It'll be. I think it'll be great. So I think it'll be really good. Yeah. I think so too. <laughs> I feel good now. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like a cartoon duck. No, I'm doing like the, doing some like you know you know how like actors do like their fucking word yeah. exercises or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Me, me, my momo. Yeah, I'm just doing doing my version of that where I fucking whip my head around and make stupid noises. I like it. It's good. Good as as an R. (laughs) Same way that I have sex. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You basically just heard me climax there. So anyway, God, I'd be worn out. (laughs) Yeah, it turns into a little bit of Donald Duck there towards the end. But <laughs> Just like Donald Duck, I also don't wear pants when I'm doing <laughs> Oh, fuck. That's what I'm doing, Jake. <laughs> Stop it. That's what she said. Okay. <laughs> Episode 432. Already like 7 million podcasts Talking about pop culture and all that Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat But it's all been done before and we don't want to be a copycat We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap Good it, toss it, good it, take it Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it Let's embrace the Tupperware party Subculture spill over like a vulture Carry over, counterculture, pushover Pop culture Leftovers Leftovers. Hello, this is Randall Park, and you are listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And, and we're, we're the, the Leftovers. leftovers. And uh, yeah, this episode we're going to be talking about uh, Strictly the Marvel panel in Hall H at San Diego Comic-Con. And uh, I was going to do like a whole like San Diego Comic-Con thing, like all the announcements and blah, 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 blah. I didn't know that Marvel's panel was going to be so massive with announcements and so yeah we're gonna strict uh, stick to strictly marvel and uh we've got guests we've got uh shiftin tristan brown welcome back shiftin tristan thanks for having me happy to be here absolutely and june from apple to oranges podcast yep i'm glad to be here and handy greg is back hello thanks for having me all right yeah um we are going to be breaking down everything, everything that I could find, and hopefully, you know, some of the other, uh, some of the other cast members for this episode will be able to point some things out to me. I tried to watch and see everything, but I couldn't. But I, you know, um, we'll bring up everything that happened in Hall H uh, that we can recollect or that I've had written down. But we are going to have possible leaks and rumors that I'm going to save towards the end so you can hop off at that time. I'll let you know when we're going to talk about that stuff, and then you can hop off if you don't want to hear any of that stuff. I can't, you know, promise any of that stuff's going to happen. It's just leaks and rumors. We don't know how true it is, but uh, we'll jump into that stuff towards the end of the podcast. 
Um, we also released a Black Panther Wakanda Forever trailer breakdown on the feed, so be sure to download and listen to that episode as well, where we give our thoughts on, uh, yeah, because like if you're listening to this one, like, they didn't, even, they didn't even talk about the Black Panther trailer. It's because we didn't complete. <laughs> yeah, settle down, dude. Seriously. Settle down. That uh, is Get off our sack. We talked about it. God, that is not the reaction you should be. Yeah. Jeez, buddy. Anyway, yeah, we did a completely different podcast, separate podcast for that trailer. Um, so check that out. But uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been an interesting week. Like before all the San Diego Comic-Con stuff happened, I did finish. I finally did finish the Umbrella Academy. I'll probably talk about that on a future episode. I finished the bear. I'm love <laughs> Jake. I watched the all of F-Boy Island season two so far that's come out is the whole thing out now no 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 what's come out i've watched oh okay okay. six episodes but uh and then i finally finished miss marvel so i watched all i i watched the first two and i had four episodes left and uh, watched all of miss marvel and uh yeah i i do want to talk about it um greg tristan you guys have both watched it i'm assuming Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Greg just left. Did he really? Greg did not watch it. <laughs> Is Greg gone? He left the Skype call, yes. That's oh Greg. Alright, whatever. Um let's see here. Yeah, so me me and Tristan watched do I need to pause for Greg? I don't know. What's I going? maybe we should. <laughs> Alright, we got Greg back. Greg, did you leave what was going on? what's going on there, buddy? <laughs> it was just another misclick. Uh, unfortunately, I uh, just hammered away at the unmute button and hung up on the call. I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry. It's... Regular listeners know that this happens with me, and I continue to regret my behavior on Skype. I'm sorry. Is someone vacuuming there? What is going on? I thought on? someone started a shower. <laughs> anyway, okay, we're off to a, off to a great start on the old San Diego Comic Con. <laughs> Our episodes are just as hectic as it gets in Hall H. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, so Greg, you did watch Ms. Marvel? I did watch Ms. Marvel, yes. Okay. Yeah, I do, you know, you know I, I guess spoilers for Ms. Marvel, because I do want to talk about that here in a little bit. What the fuck is that noise? What is going on? Um, I hate coming off like a dick at the beginning of the episode, but it's hectic. It's like crazy. I don't know. It is very it's shocking. Nuts. It's There's like some strange noises going on. Hey, I'm just trying to record a podcast here. And then it's like fucking, uh, an, <laughs> fucking an episode of the twilight zone is going on in the background. Um, yeah, like poltergeist has taken over Jake. Uh, <laughs> okay. Thoughts on this Marvel. Um, yeah, she's uh it's crazy. Uh, she's not an inhuman like in uh in the comics we find out that she's a uh, a mutant and then when the reveal happens, we get like the uh X-Men animated um theme song that starts to play under it, you know, softly and and um you know, just kind of like when you're watching Multiverse of Madness when they reveal, you know, uh Xavier. And um I want to talk about that post-credit scene because uh um, Jake, I'm assuming you haven't finished it yet either. No, I did not, but I've read all the spoilers. Uh, we get the post credit scene. I want to talk about this. Um, we get Kamala laying on the bed, and her her bangle starts to kind of beep. 
and um, some of the theories that are out there. I like this one. It's uh, they're saying it's being theorized that the ring bands. It's 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 like the ring bands in Shang Chi that were sending off the beacon. Um, that they might be doing a similar thing here. I think that's an interesting kind of uh, take on it. I don't think that's what's happening though, but I think it is. I think it is an interesting take, and it would then kind of like. Um, tie it in with with uh, Shang Chi. Um, another thing that ties it in with Shang Chi is the fact that uh, when we're watching the series, I can't remember what episode it was in. I think it might have been the fifth episode, the one where we spent a lot of time in the past and uh, we find the clandestines and they find the the bangle for the first time in that temple. It's uh, it's a temple of the Ten Rings. Uh, they get an overhead shot of them finding the bangle and uh, you see 10 rings surrounding them, these carvings on the floor. So maybe it does come from, you know, the same dimension as, you know, uh, the, the bands in Shang-Chi and Talo or something. So I, I, I don't know. It's crazy. It, it does have some sort of a connection, I guess, to the 10 rings um, in that universe, possibly. Oh. Go ahead. And, and geographically, it would make sense, too. I mean, given just their positioning in the planet, too. You know, we're talking about um, Pakistan um, and the, the region of uh, um, Asia. Yeah. Um, there was, there's a theory that the the Ten Rings from Shang-Chi are the other bangle, and I... I think it's interesting, but I don't think that that is what we're going to find out here. Um, in the, we then in the trailer, once it starts to kind of like flash and beep, the bangle starts to flash and beep on Kamala. She stands up, and at that point, we see kind of like this. Uh, we see Kamala get transported somewhere, and in her place, we see Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel. And uh, in the comics, uh, the character of Rick Jones, when that character was in the negative zone, he would hold these, sometimes he would hold the, these two negabands together and him and the original um, Captain Marvel Marvel would switch places. So when he was in danger in the negative zone, he would hold them together and then Marvel would show up and then fight whoever the bad baddie was. So the theory is that the other bangle that we haven't been introduced to in the Ms. Marvel series is located in the other dimension. Carol Danvers at the end of Shang-Chi goes out looking into like what this beacon is. She finds herself in an area that has the other bangle in it. And when she touches the bangle, she switches places with Kamala and now Kamala is in this other dimension, this other universe or whatever, and Captain Marvel's in New Jersey. So that's the, a really cool theory. So like in the next so like this sets up the cosmic side of Marvel. This sets up, you know, uh Carol Danvers probably going to um to Sword and um talking with talking with Nick Fury and and the scrolls and sword and then going on her way to try to find you know Ms Marvel they call it the Marvels so um maybe even 
you know, now that she's back on Earth, she's going to probably have to talk to Monica Rambeau, who's, you know, holding a grudge against her that we, you know, we saw that kind of play out a little bit in um, the WandaVision series. So it's interesting. We'll see what happens with all that. But I, I, I uh, absolutely loved uh, Miss Marvel. I thought it was fantastic. Um, it was great. I loved it. You know, with our rating system, I give it the highest rating of a Tupperware. I, I, I loved it. So, um, yeah, let's move into the actual Marvel San Diego Comic-Con announcements. And um, first off, yeah, let me ask this question. Um, were you guys happy with what we got? I was happy with what we got. I kind of went back and forth like all weekend about how much we were going to get. And I, I think right before it started, I was like, you know, they're probably just going to give us She-Hulk and Wakanda forever and save the rest for D23. So I kind of talked myself out of it being very massive. And then when I saw all the roadmaps for all the phases, I was like, holy geez. So, yeah, it exceeded my expectations for sure. I even think some that- of the well-known. Oh. Sorry, Brian. No, go ahead. Some of the well-known leakers were like, listen, don't expect a full-blown Hall H presentation. Like, keep your expectations in check. And it was fucking huge. It was, well, it was yeah. huge. So it, I was shocked. It was uh, – I know Steve Weintraub, who, you know, works with Collider, was saying, you know, don't expect any of what the leakers are saying to be true. And, um, I mean, a lot of what – you know, a lot of what the leakers were saying was going to happen – did happen june were you happy with this uh with this comic-con hang on one second okay sure my dog was my dog was drinking water and he was being loud so so sorry those are the words you that you that you wait for to hear as a podcast host like that's that's why we do this hold on one second yes Uh, i know my heart fluttered and me too man it's like that's why i do this stuff man that's why we're here jake (laughs) <laughs> Again, I'm surprised that there was this much announcement too. Because I think going into it, I think the general idea was that it was just going to be. Again, the She-Hulk I think was going to be the large one, possibly still that Panther, but um, yeah, not to the extent of what we actually got. So, one of the things I really expected that I, I would have bet money that we were going to see was uh, Deadpool three news, and that was one of the things we did not get. I think that's being saved for D23. I would I would hope. I would hope it's going to be saved for D23. I thought we were going to get like all the stuff that's been filmed and completed that we were going to get that and I thought, you know, footage of that and that we were also going to get, you know, some dates for stuff, you know, finally get like a, you know, like concrete dates and some stuff that's already been announced you know i thought you know gonna get the guardians of the galaxy volume three stuff we're gonna get you know secret invasion which they filmed a little bit of and or is that already in the can that i I thought we were gonna get werewolf by night stuff and so i was surprised when they came out with like you know like full phase five reveal uh where phases end and then teases to phase six i was kind of blown away um, I wanted to point out that there were some titles uh, – actually, before San Diego Comic-Con, there were titles and characters that were filed for trademark um, within you know a day or two of the con. And uh, the, some of these made it into the Marvel panel at San Diego Comic-Con, but a few that weren't brought up, they actually might be saved for D23. I wanted to go over the ones that weren't brought up 
at San Diego Comic-Con. Um, uh, Captain America, Red, White, and Black. Shang-Chi and the Wreckage of Time. The next one, I, th- I don't know if it's a series or they're just, inter- they're just uh, getting something done. For- they- it's just Nomad. So, I mean, if you're familiar with the Nomad comics and familiar with, like, so I don't know if they're doing a Nomad movie, a Nomad series, or I don't know what's going on there. Or if they're just doing something with the character, I, I-, I don't know. Uh, yeah, so, the fact that they trademarked the name makes you leans me towards a movie or a TV series. But yeah, hard saying. Celestials, End of Time, uh, Avengers, Eternity Wars, Black Knight Origins, and the last one is Midnight Suns. So yes, Midnight Suns is happening. We've been speculating Midnight Suns, and yeah, it looks like. That was one of the things that were that were filed for trademark here. So, yeah, interesting. Let's uh, talk about uh, any of those surprise you or any of that you're like looking forward to if they are true. Um, that red, white, and black is a Disney Plus series about Isaiah Bradley. That would be my bet. Oh uh, yeah, with possibly then the segue into Young Avengers. Maybe you see like the old Isaiah Bradley and the I forget what Patriot's real name is. The young. You know, oh yeah, I could, I could see that uh, being kind of the direction that takes. Sorry, oh God, yeah. So maybe they're going to do something where it's like, um, you know, kind of half and half, where you see it bouncing between like, you yeah. know, his origin story and then like the the new kid. So kind of like bouncing in between two time periods for some of the for some of the episodes. Yeah, I was really excited by that um, Shang Chi title, the the wreckage of time. I mean, that really opens up the imagination. I felt like there was a wreckage of time in this episode when I asked June for her thoughts and she told me to hold on for a minute. (laughs) It was a joke, June. I just wanted to bring it back as a joke. I was never offended. I was never. It was just that was used for joke purposes. You should know this by now. Don't don't get defensive. It's fine. I was it was all a joke. I just I brought it back. Um, Her guilt overrid her there. I know it was was no big deal, June. Um, Let's see here. Yeah, any other titles like I uh Avengers Eternity Wars. I don't know. Like are they just are they just is that going to actually be a fucking movie or are they just trademarking something for you know, for the sake of trademarking if that I don't know. I mean, who are the Avengers now anyways? That, that's a bigger question. <laughs> that's a bigger I mean, question. But, what I'm saying is like that's why like I I don't yeah, I mean, it just we know we're getting two Avengers movies. They've already titled, you know, in this phase. And we'll get to that, but we'll find out who the Avengers are. We'll find out. I think that's part of the fun of us having Avengers movies on the slate now is that it just rekindles some of the discussion about who will be an Avenger. Because there are more characters than I think can make up a formal team. And maybe Avengers is just Disney's branding for everybody now. Like all the superheroes are in one story now. Yeah, and figuring out who they're going to be is the most fun stuff. Like, my all-time favorite Avengers comic is Avengers number 4 by, you know, Kurt Busiek and George Perez. And the whole premise of that is figuring out who our team is going to be by the end of it. And I think leading up to the movie, that's the fucking fun. And that issue had all the heads on the cover, right? Like, just faces of hundreds of Avengers. That was awesome. 
Yeah, that. Oh God, yeah, I know that cover absolutely. That's so cool. Yeah, I, I think. Well, I mean, the the further we get into, you know, phases five and six, we'll be we'll be learning a lot more. I mean, we haven't even seen really Shang Chi with interact with any other members other than the you know the people like Wong and then Banner and uh, Captain Marvel there at the end. I mean, we still got to get him in the overall universe. Do you think that we're going to see more of him? You got to imagine we're going to see him before we actually get into like his sequel, right? You cut out. Who who did you say? I said Shang-Chi. You got to you got to believe that we're going to see more of him in something else before we actually see him in his own sequel. I would think most definitely. Yeah, because that's a long gap. I mean, what is it, like three or four years? Well, we don't... Phase six is... So we got his movie in 2021. And phase six is going to be taking place at the end of 2024 and going through 2025. And there's still a lot of place markers in that phase that haven't been titled yet. Or movies haven't, you know, they haven't slid titles into like those place markers yet for phase six. So he could be in Phase 6. This could be one of those Phase 6 movies that they just haven't given a date to. And by that time, we're looking at, we're looking at about uh, 2021 to 2020, about three years. Yeah, and if that trademark title is true, you could see how that would be the kind of thing that would lead into what those Avengers movies are titled. Yeah. I bet that's one of the reveals at D23 in September. I mean, it just makes all the sense in the world that there would be a three-year gap or... Maybe I'm getting greedy, a two-year gap. I don't think that's likely. But this isn't a situation where it's like you're waiting for Ryan Coogler or Benedict Cumberbatch or somebody like that. you got to keep those movies coming out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Celestials End of Time. Gosh. It, it could have been <laughs> I really don't need to see any more of the Celestials. It could have been... I don't either. I don't anything to do with the... I'm just... I don't want anything to do with the Eternals anymore. But I know that the one of the ones you said is the Jon Snow character, right? Black Knight, Black, yes. Yeah. I hope the Celestial series is entirely narrated by Harrison from the Eternals. Just the whole thing. Oh, jeez. I wouldn't be worried about the Black Knight necessarily meaning a return to Eternals lore. That We could continue that character and have it be very far removed from that kind of stuff. It could be way more connected to what's going to happen with Midnight Suns. That's what's going to happen. Further in Eternals. We're yeah. going to be getting Black Knight Origins, which will then go into Midnight Suns, which will definitely be post-Blade, which we'll probably see those two. I don't know if they're planning on doing anything with Ghost Rider, with him showing up anywhere in this and being a part of that but um yeah i definitely see those two characters who else did they have kind of pegged for midnight suns in the comics morbius is one of them (laughs) maybe agatha i I, you know i'm throwing it's a little bit of a curveball but i could see it making sense given how well she was received i was thinking moon knight Uh yeah i could see moon knight being either midnight suns or a thunderbolt maybe Hmm. maybe maybe hmm all right, let's get into let's get into everything that happened here uh, with uh, San Diego Comic Con uh, and uh, and Marvel. Uh, yeah, Kevin Feige got on the stage and announces that uh, Phase Four is going to end this year with Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. And uh, honestly, I am super thankful that that is the movie they're going to go out on, and I hope it goes out on like I hope it goes out with a bang because I have been. You know, kind of let down by Phase Four, as you know, a lot of fans have. I know, you know, there are fans that have absolutely loved everything we've gotten in Phase Four for the most part. But I am in kind of in the camp where I feel like 
This is the this is the phase four has been the weakest phase for me so far, as far as Marvel is concerned. And I know there's stinkers in phase one, two, and three. I mean, we can throw out Thor: The Dark World and all this stuff, but I think like overall, the first three phases were just so much fucking better. And we talked about this at the end of the you know of uh, with the Black Panther trailer breakdown, but. You know, a lot of people have been saying like, oh, there, you know, there's there's no direction in phase four. I feel like there has been. I feel like it's been all over the place. It's like, what's where's the direction? Where's it going? Is it Kang? Is it the multiverse? What's going on? And, you know, and they'll say, well, there was no direction in like the first phase until we got to Thanos. And I wholeheartedly disagree. Like the uh-huh. what we were leading up to, it wasn't just like cemented when we got the Thanos reveal at the end of you know, Avengers, it was the culmination of the Avengers coming together themselves. That's what the buildup of that first phase was all about, you know, is, is, is the, the Avengers coming together. So we were all waiting for that to happen. I feel like with this one, it's like, we really don't know. And yeah. so, yes, there is kind of like no direction. And I do think that that hurts it. And I feel like maybe it's been affecting the box office as well. Like, oh, we don't have to go see this Thor movie because I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But I think that's inevitable just given the volume of films that we're getting, too. Because, um, you know, as I mentioned before, you know, like it's not like the quality is dropping drastically. It's just that we're our expectations are going up. And when you have so many movies, it's hard to keep everyone just enthused and, and excited about each one coming out because I mean, hell like June, you haven't even finished Miss Marvel. It's like not everyone's even caught up, you know, and then the next thing comes out. So well, yeah, you know, we don't have that. We don't have that year of, I have no Marvel and I'm waiting for my next Marvel project, you know, that we had 10 years ago. We had to, yeah, we had to wait a full year after we got Avengers. We had to wait a full year before we got back to Iron Man three. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy to think of that. But here's it the is, thing. I mean, During like the height of the pandemic, we were without Marvel stuff for a long time. So, And I know that they had release schedules and everything, but I do feel like because, I mean, I think most of the Disney Plus shows, they were supposed to come out in 2020. Uh, and, and obviously, you know, because the pandemic pushed everything back. But for me, I felt sort of bombarded in 2021. I mean, it was, in fact, by the time Loki came around, I wasn't even that excited for Loki just because I just felt tired. But then Loki was so good that I was like, okay. And I've I've been very up and down with phase four. Like, I was so hyped for Shang-Chi and Shang-Chi, you know, exceeded my expectations. And then I go see Eternals and I was like, well, that was just two and a half hours of nothing burger. And, you know, then... Spider-Man was fun, but then I did not like the Doctor Strange sequel. So it's just been, I've just been very up and down with Phase 4 so far, and including like all of the Disney Plus shows and the movies. It's overwhelming. It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a fucking lot. It's, yeah. It, it is a lot. It is a lot. And, and then you, you also know, throw I, oh, in all the other content that we all love that some of it is under the Disney umbrella, you know, like the Star Wars stuff, right? Like there's a lot of that coming out, but then even... Out of content. I mean, fuck, like, we had The Boys and Stranger Things and Umbrella Academy, like, all come out this summer. 
It's crazy that, well, I mean, Top Gun Maverick is like the box office fucking, you know, champion this year, and it's not a Marvel movie. I think that is sending, I think that should be a huge kind of wake-up call, honestly, to, to Marvel that, you know, you are not necessarily king shit of fuck mountain this this year like people are craving other types of movies and so should be a wake-up call um you know they're still making money hand over fist i don't think that kevin feige's too worried about it and but i man alive i'm telling you it's like that maverick movie is just still performing it's an, it's insane it's like the 10th highest grossing movie of all time right now at this point i think i believe yeah it's up there it's still making money <laughs> yeah, yeah it's it, fucking crazy think of it this way and it's crazy to me. i mean we talked earlier how there was a one-year wait if if there are 52 weeks in a year you're getting mcu stuff in probably 40 of those weeks right it's just the way it is now with disney plus and when you look at the upcoming slate and some of the stuff we're going to talk about this episode I'm wondering if we're getting more than one show every week at some point in 2023, because I'm trying to do the math with how many episodes we're getting to shit. And I'm like, OK, I'm counting more than 52 episodes. Um, there's going to be some overlap, but I think the shows are just going to bookend each other. You think it'll be same night like Wednesdays? It'll be but like they did with Obi-Wan and Miss Marvel. Quite possibly. I don't think we'll, I don't think we're yet to that point where we're going to see two Marvel shows happening in the same week. And maybe like one would be an animated show. Like I could see like Marvel Zombies being the same week as Loki season two. But I don't I think we're going to get. That. I don't think we're going to get two live action Marvel shows on the same. That week makes sense. Yet. Where maybe they'll give us some like almost counter programming, right? Yeah. Yeah, you might see like the animated Spider Man thing at the same time as another show. It's probably like probably it like i was surprised that we had obi-wan and ms marvel going on at the same time mm. that surprised me i i didn't expect that to happen that's just i think Disney they were trying to help ms marvel funny. right yeah well well i think that's just disney just owning everything it's almost impossible to spread everything out i mean because marvel is just such a full slate and then when you throw star wars in there i mean it's almost impossible not to have overlap now yeah I mean, here's and another shock. series thing. are going to increase very soon. <laughs> yeah. There, a lot of people are considering the, the Thor Love and Thunder box office to be disappointing. Who the hell would have ever thought that? But they're just at about $600 million right now. I mean, I think most of us would have considered it a billion-dollar movie. I don't know if it's going to get close to a billion at this point. Well, I oh, think Ragnarok with, did make a billion. I think with the 65 68% drop-off in the second week, that's kind of showing that's very telling i mean that that it's you know that it's not quite of the level of uh, of thor ragnarok i think that yeah. second week drop off is kind of kind of huge you know and, yeah, and and maybe people are thinking like oh well doctor strange was just released you know very quickly after it was in theaters so well you know we'll just wait to see this new thor mm-hmm. movie i haven't heard great i've heard it's okay but i haven't heard great things about it you know from everyone so well, i'll just wait for it to come out on on disney plus since that's a thing now 
Yeah, as much as I've been okay with Phase 4, I do think it's smart to end it with Wakanda forever. Like, I I do think that's the perfect exclamation point to get everyone back on path. I think with announced Avengers movies, people are going to see an end point, a destination, and they're going to start to get a bit more excited. Yeah, but here's the thing. It's like it's uh, this train uh, of fucking these never-ending series coming out and us being bombarded with... Marvel content, you know, just fucking hitting us in the head with it every week. I know it's not going to be a problem for some people, but I really do think it takes away from some of the specialness and the event feeling of the that that Marvel, um, you know, was known for in the past. And so it, it's a lot. It's just a lot. It almost becomes. It, I think for me, it's, it, where I where I really felt it, where I really felt like this, I guess, sort of fatigue was with the What If series. But because by the time the What If series came out, it and I did watch it, but it, it tore to watch it. Like, I'm watching it because it's Marvel and because I feel like I need to stay informed. And, yeah, that was where I really, that, that was probably, like, the strongest where I felt, I guess, this sort of Marvel fatigue for me was the What If series. I knew it was Marvel fatigue when I would, you know, contact some of my friends who I knew were very into Marvel content and, and they would respond like, oh, I haven't watched that yet. And I'm like, okay, the Marvel fatigue is definitely setting in. Mm. Well, let's talk about, let's talk about um, some of the things that we got to see here in, uh, in the Marvel panel. Uh, they dropped the second She-Hulk trailer. And, uh, yeah, some, I mean, uh, it's being described as Marvel's first 30-minute, you know, comedy. And... Um, Looks like she's going to be, uh, you know, representing a lot of different uh, super-powered individuals in the courtroom. Kind of like a, not even a, a courtroom comedy is what it's going to be. Um, and then also on the side, she's getting trained by Bruce. We're seeing a lot of the training going on. We see her do the thunderclap and knock him back. And, and um, oh, they, they released like a, like a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive She-Hulk poster that has a number at the bottom. And if you call the number, it actually um, – did, did any of you call the number? It actually plays like a, a message. No. No, is it, is it for like her law firm? Yeah, hold on. I might have it saved in my phone here. Uh, I'll just That's funny. call it right now. Yeah, here it is. Superhuman Law Division at GOKNH. Okay, this time recorded as She-Hulk. What? Yep. Wait, yep. You know they can't see me, right? Uh, okay, whatever. Yes. Your call is very important to us. Our associates are unavailable to take your call at this time, but please stay on the line to hear about our services here at GLKNH. <laughs> Have you been fined for thousands of dollars worth of damage to the city you were trying to protect? Did you accidentally create a sentient robot who got the feels and tried to destroy the world? Maybe you're an Asgardian god who leaves a giant burning imprint on private property every time you arrive on Earth. I know who she's talking about. We've got your back. Our associates at the Superhuman Law Division of GLKNH will fight for your rights to fight for everyone else's rights because that's what superheroing is all about. Wait, what? But don't take my word for it. Here's some testimonials from our satisfied clients. And, and then this is where we include the clients, right? Yeah, like with their photo next to Once again, phone line. They can't see us. 
Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's a one eight seven seven She Hulk. If you want to call that for yourself, and the message oh, is just boy, that uh, that that phone line joke really played better the second time, didn't it? <laughs> what, Jake? I'm sorry, I'm not phone, the, that phone line joke. I, I'm shocked they repeated that. That was very unfunny. Oh, okay, yeah. If you heard that, they, they asked her to be more she-hulky, and she said it was phone, no one could tell, and they did the same joke again at the end. Oh, okay. She oh, even said, once that. again, phone line. Hilarious. Um, let's see here. Well, yeah, I, my point is that it was not funny. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. I just didn't catch it, Jake. I apologize. Um, yeah, it's 877-SHE-HULK uh, if you call the number and it's that fucking message um i hope the show is funnier than that um but uh yeah uh yeah we got some more emil blonsky in the in the trailer as abomination we see him didn't we see, we saw him as abomination and we saw him as emil blonsky in the human form so yeah he turns in his cage yeah there's some explaining to do there i didn't know that he could switch back and forth um so That'll be interesting to find out how that's possible. Um, we did get uh, the, you know, uh, the tease of Daredevil at the end where we see, um, you know, Daredevil in the what looks like a red and gold suit now. And, you know, there were rumors out there that we were going to get Matthew Murdoch in the series. You know, they're both lawyers. Of course, he's based in the East and she's based in the West. But, you know, why, fuck it. Why not? So that is happening. I'm... Um, I don't know. I, I thought the special effects for her looked better than they did, of course, than the from the first trailer. But um, I, I don't know. I think it looks fun. I'll give it a taste. It. <laughs> there are a lot of cameos in this thing. Yeah. There, there's one point where she's fighting some, what look like just some dudes and ski masks and stuff. I wonder if that was the Wrecking Crew. I've heard rumors of that, yeah. Yeah, I'm right there to taste it as well. I The special effects were better, but they still weren't great. I wasn't like, wow, they did so much work in between trailer one and trailer two, and now this show has been saved by great visual effects. Like, it's, it is so weird seeing both She-Hulk and Hulk next to each other when one looks the way they look and then she looks the way she looks. It's, it's very glaring, but... um. Yeah, I don't know. If the focus is comedy and that kind of thing, maybe it won't be the most bothersome thing that the visual effects aren't up to snuff. Yeah, I think eventually our eyes just going to adjust to it and accept it for whatever it is, um, as long as it's just not glaringly awful. But yeah, I like the tone of the trailer, and it looks like it's going to be funny and a little different from what we've been getting. Yeah, um... Looks like, you know, fourth wall breaking stuff in there as well. So, yeah, we'll see uh, what happens in that series. Uh, we got uh, everything revealed in phase five and some teases for phase six. And they announced that we are, you know, we're out of the Infinity Saga. You know, we know that ended with Endgame. This new phase, phase four through phase six is called the Multiverse Saga. And um, we got... Uh, um, Basically, all of Phase 5 is revealed now. And we got Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania coming out in February of 2023, February 17th, 2023. Uh, Secret Invasion 
of spring of 2023. They were describing it as, and we're going to talk about there was Ant Man and the Wasp footage that was released to the to the crowd. And we're going to, we're going to be talking about that here in a moment. But uh, let me just get through this list and some of the some of the details that they they talked about. I don't have everything that they talked about, but. Uh, um, you guys can fill me in if I'm missing anything. They talked about Secret Invasion, uh, Spring 2023. They described it as a dark thriller. And uh, this actually lines up with Grace Randolph's tweet where she recently said, for, and for those of you who think the MCU is too silly, Secret Invasion will be more serious like Winter Soldier. And I guess there was some footage that was released of Secret Invasion, they showed uh, what looked like uh, it was Nick Fury on the run, and um, then they uh, did say that Don Cheadle is returning as Rhodey, uh, War Machine, in the series. Yeah, I mean, that's good to know since it doesn't seem like Armor Wars is happening. It is happening. I, I, it, oh, is, is it? it is still happening. I was able to find um, tweets from some of the people that are involved in it. Um, as of uh, recently, as of like this week, talking about don't worry, Armor Wars is still coming out. So, where were all the Sharon Carter stuff from the Falcon Bird show? Like, will that be Secret Wars or Armor Wars? I, I, I also, I'm just gonna put my nickel down where a lot of other people are. I think Sharon's a scroll. Yeah. Oh yeah, I could yeah. easily see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um also oh uh Christopher McDonald um shared on uh, uh some some news about secret some rumors about Secret Invasion. He says that Secret Invasion reshoots are currently happening and they are doing reshoots in a way that's making the story better. He adds apparently there's a new writer in there. He's amped it up and the series is going so much deeper than before. So yeah, hopefully I yeah. Hopefully I I love the I love the quote that it's going to be a dark thriller. I hope it lives up to that. Yeah, it scares you when they kind of give you these genre hints and uh, so many times it never is that thing they uh-huh. tell you it's going to be. Yeah. Uh Guardians Go ahead. Sorry, Brian. Marvel can still do dark, but have a good laugh every now. I mean, I think that was some of the magic of the formula that's maybe tilted a little too much in the humor direction lately. I mean, Winter Soldier had a few good jokes in it, you know? Sure. Yeah, but I mean, I think coming off, I think I needed that coming off of Thor Love and Thunder. That quote, I needed that quote (laughs) coming off that movie. (laughs) I think yeah. they know you needed that too. I think they they were saying that on purpose for that exact reason. Got a movie that it's deals funny. with Gore the God Butcher, and it is basically just a full on two hours of joke after joke after joke after joke in that movie, and it got tiresome. So I'm ready for more Winter Soldiers type type stuff. I read something about Miss Marvel or, or, you know, the Marvels this week. And after Thor, Love and Thunder, I almost groaned. I don't know if you're going to get to it later, Brian. I won't mention it. 100% going to get to that. We'll Um, save it for later. Yeah. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 uh, being released May 5th, 2023. 
Um, Echo, summer of 2023. Uh, Maya Lopez is uh, coming back as Echo, of course, in that series, in her own series. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio is returning as Kingpin. Um, The Marvels, July 28th, 2023. Loki, season two, summer of 2023. Excited that Rafael Casal from Blind Spotting has joined season two. I love that actor. I don't know if anybody else on the podcast has watched Blind Spotting or familiar with that actor, but I lo- I think it's I th- I cannot wait to see him in Loki season two. Yeah, he's great. Blade, uh, November third, twenty twenty three. Ironheart, fall of twenty twenty three. Agatha, Coven of Chaos, winter of twenty twenty three slash twenty twenty four. So it'll probably overlap. Uh, it was originally called House of Harkness, so they changed the title. Uh, with the new title, Coven of Chaos, sounds like we're going to be, be meeting a lot more witches in that series. I don't know what it's about, though. I have no idea what it is about other than it being an uh, Agatha Harkness uh, series. Uh, Daredevil, Born Again, spring of 2024 with a whopping 18-episode count. Holy shit. I saw that being... Uh, reported on different sites and i was like they had to have heard that wrong right they there it was he said eight right no yeah, i was like you mean yeah exactly uh, and that number is is so jarring because i don't think any streaming service is putting out 18 episodes of the series right now you what do you think tristan do you think that it's going to be 18 weeks straight of episodes maybe they'll drop two or three the first week maybe they'll drop multiple episodes it sounds to me like um we're going to get nine and nine. I was thinking that too. I was thinking there's a possibility of nine and nine. Yeah. With a break, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Now, and for like, honestly, please forgive me for this, but like, I am just, I am confused as to how Daredevil MCU, like, are we getting a whole new, I mean, is any of the stuff that you know from the three seasons that we had on Netflix like is any of that coming over with the character? Everything that everything that happened in those original seasons, to my knowledge, from the people that are in the know, I can't confirm. But everything that happened in those seasons happened. I I can't confirm that, and okay. we don't know a hundred percent, June. But from every leaker that I know that's out there that I trust those things happened. He has, a, he's had prior history with Kingpin foggy's coming back, you know, right. That- cause I, if all this, cause I was wondering, cause I was sitting here thinking, you know, how you would rush. You're cutting in and out, June. We're losing you. Go ahead and start over. I'm sorry, I was saying, like, I just don't see how you start fresh with these characters if you're having the same actors from the Netflix series play the same characters. I was, I mean, to me, it just doesn't seem like you'd be able to completely start fresh. I don't think they are. I think there's enough yeah. threads from that first season to tie it in with, like, the Battle of New York and that stuff happening and all that stuff. So I think they're just going to kind of go with that stuff, you know, being a part of it. I think that's another reason that you can find those first three seasons of Daredevil now on the service. So... To- did they confirm that Foggy Nelson was coming back? No, that is, a, that is a rumor out there from, uh, from the leakers. Uh, They're saying that Foggy and Karen are coming back and the same actors will be playing them. 
feels like they have to unless he's moving to a whole new city. Like either that or you're saying they died. That seems ridiculous. Like if everything's still canon, we have to get Foggy and Karen back or we have to do a radical storyline to say why they're not there. Yeah, I think I I from I mean there's no confirmation but I believe I believe that they're coming back and they're going to be playing the same characters and you know it just goes along with like you know the it just goes along with the other castings. We're getting D'Onofrio back. We're getting mm-hmm. you know Charlie Cox back. It just makes sense to kind of bring them back and you know from all the other rumors it sounds like we are going to be getting Jessica Jones back. Um you know of course Mike Coulter uh doesn't sound like he's coming back and they Definitely probably want to distance themselves from anything Iron Fist. Yeah, I think that is wise. Um, Did you yeah. hear um, Casey Walsh on this topic? Like, um, And I guess this came up because they're talking about bringing Quake from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. into the MCU. Yes. Did, did you remember this? Because mm-hmm. Casey Walsh basically is saying they're going to treat it as another universe, but basically everything that happened in that other universe happened here, too. Um, and that's how they're going to kind of like glaze over some of the, like the the differences, and the, they'll they'll make reference to things that happened in those shows, but essentially treat the characters as variants of those characters. I get. I mean, it's it, it sounds hmm. crazy that they that they would even address it and explain it in that way. I don't think they will. Yeah. 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 But I, they'll so, imply that. That's yeah. an interpretation. So when you say Quake is coming back, I mean, is that Chloe Bennett being Quake? Yes. That's it the, is. that's the rumor. He's so excited. Does that mean that we could also get Ming Now Wen back as Agent May? I don't care about anything Agents of Shield, but if that happens and you're excited, I'm excited for you. <laughs> so that does that would make me so. I love Ming Now Wen. So I do too. I, I I like her a lot too. I just am not an Agents of Shield fan. So she was she was a badass in that show. So. Uh, Captain America: New World Order uh, drops May third, twenty twenty four. Uh, Falcon is now Captain America, and uh, from the title, we're led to believe that this is going to explore conspiracy theories in the MCU. Final movie in Phase Five is going to be the Thunderbolts uh, in July on July twenty sixth, twenty twenty four. So, yeah, Thunderbolts. Uh, in the, uh, I'm, I'm excited for Thunderbolts. I mean, a lot of Thunderbolt teases have kind of been happening with Val, you know, the Contessa character. Um, it's been pointed out in the She-Hulk trailer, we see the DODC's, uh, the Department of Damage Control's prison that's in the desert. Uh, we do see, like, that's where Abomination is being held. Um, this was first seen in, in Shang-Chi, where Wong was pulling Abomination out to, to fight in those illegal fights. Um, mm-hmm. This eventually uh, becomes the headquarters for the Thunderbolts. So if that still happens in, 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 in the MCU, um, and I, I think it probably could. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I'm guessing what happens is, like, you know, after Tony died... Tony was the one that started damage control, the DODC. I'm guessing when he died, Val and possibly General Ross kind of took over operations at the DODC. And they started to get more access to Stark Tech. And now they're putting together this Thunderbolts team. You know, and that's the thing. It's like 
Tony just started it. It was a cleanup crew. And now it's, it's, it's slowly turned into a group that has been policing superheroes and is putting together their own team to do just that, it sounds like. So <laughs> one more thing Tony created that is being used exactly the yep. way he didn't want it to be. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I think a lot of like what happened in um, uh, not a lot, but just something that happened in Spider-Man No Way Home leads me to believe that, you know, maybe now Happy Hogan, since, you know, it sounds like he's still going through some of the legal ramifications that happened after the events of spider-man uh far from home that he's going to be tied up and not see any of the shit going on with the dodc and the start tech and all that stuff because he's still you know going through all the legal bullshit (laughs) from that we found out about no way home if that makes sense Mm -hmm. see i didn't see the damage control connection coming because i just figured it would be like hey there are no avengers right now you know so how do you feel just like in the comics essentially Instead of Onslaught, it's just, you know, Thanos. There's no Avengers right now, so this group fills the void, and it happens to be mostly reformed villains. Maybe I'm taking some leaps here, Greg. Maybe I'm taking some leaps here with the, what they're going to be doing with the Thunderbolts team. I don't know. I, I, just, yeah. I, 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 I just see a connection between Val and possibly Ross, and I see connections between the DODC, what they've become in the government, and when I think of the government in this universe, I think of General Ross, who yeah. – so I'm trying to put it together. I I mean, I'm not trying to put it together from like what's come bef- – everything that's come before in the comics, I'm trying to c- put it together from what's like come before in the MCU. Yeah, trick is Ross is dead too. I know, you know? that, but he and may – they said they won't recast him. They won't recast him, but I'm thinking maybe he filmed some stuff for – Possibly She-Hulk before he passed. Hmm. I don't know though. I'm just I'm guessing though. So. Isn't Zemo involved with the Thunderbolts too? Mm-hmm. In the comics. In the yeah. comics, and probably yeah. probably here. We'll I have out. to think right. that we're Zemo's gonna see in. him again, right? Like we're totally gonna see Zemo again. So I was wondering if this is where, where we would. It's possible. It's definitely possible. Yeah. It feels like it. I mean, we know that U.S. agents in, and we can probably guess that Yelena Belova's in. Other than that, I mean, I guess Zemo's probably likely, maybe Abomination. Who knows from there? Yeah. The fact that Thunderbolts comes out directly after New World Order, yeah, you, you could see Zemo in both places. Like, I could see him being in the Captain America movie as well, and that leading into Thunderbolts so easily. I kept thinking... Oh, like reuniting with Bucky and Sam? I kept thinking... Potentially. I kept thinking while watching Ms. Marvel that, you know, the DODC is after her, and maybe, like, once they get her... They're like, well, you know, you're facing, you know, you're facing time and blah, blah, blah. And, well, you know, you can work, you can work for the, you can work to get off and then have her join the, like basically force her to join the Thunderbolts. Like maybe that was like their main goal, but I don't know. I have no idea. You know, she would have been, if that, if that were to go down, does that make sense? Like Val, Val meets her while she's, you know, being held by the DODC and strikes a deal that she has to work with the Thunderbolts on certain missions. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't think all of the ways that Val is going to get these people to join the team are going to be honorable ones like we've kind of seen so far. I think she's going to be nefarious in getting a few people on. Well, I mean, look at look at Emil Blonsky, Abomination. It's like I feel like he's kind of doing like a 
like a suicide squad thing. Like they let him out, you know, and maybe they'll cut some time off his sentence if he works for the Thunderbolts. Yeah, I have to think, too, ultimately, Yelena becomes an Avenger. So does she start as a Thunderbolt and then become an Avenger from there? Who knows? I could see that. That would be really cool. Working for Yelena's working for. You're cutting out, Jim. Well, Yelena's already working for Val when we see her in Hawkeye, right? Yes. Mm hmm. Yeah. Does it mean Taskmaster? Yeah, Taskmaster has been rumored to possibly be a Thunderbolt as well. And I've also heard Ghost from the second Ant-Man movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a pretty safe bet that at least one member of the first Thunderbolts will end up being a member of the next Avengers. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would see, I would, I would, take, I would take Yelena. Yeah, oh, Hondo. Uh, before we, before we move on from dates, I, I thought it was a little bit sad that we couldn't get Blade out on Halloween. Said it's three days after. Mm, yeah, it's still that time. Yeah, you're right though. It would have been nice if it came out a week before Halloween. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll change their minds on that and move it up because I think they're I think they're leaving money on the table, not having Blade be something that everyone goes and sees on Halloween. Yeah, but do we know? Uh, do we? I mean, are people going to go? I don't know. Are people going to go see more traditional kind of like scary Halloween movies that week before? Yeah, I mean, that's... Halloween is on a Monday this year. Next year, right? Yeah, I haven't looked at the calendar. Halloween is Halloween's on a Tuesday in 2023. Yeah, typically, like, you know, some of the Halloween movies that you know, some of the horror movies, yeah, they try to get them out. Sometimes, fuck, even a month before Halloween sometimes. So it just depends. There's like a bunch of them that typically kind of like drop around that time. Yeah, you're right about that. Um, let's uh, jump into let's jump into some of the footage that they talked about. Let's talk about the first thing, um, you know, after the She-Hulk trailer. I believe it was Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is what they showed. Um, and it was footage and it was not released to the general public. Now, I did find a leak where somebody was filming it but we couldn't see the whole picture but we got to see enough um but yeah well i guess we can talk about the footage and all that stuff and i I do actually have audio for it that i will be playing here in a moment but we found out that this is going to be the first movie in phase five ant-man and the wasp quantum media and it comes out february 17th of 2023 they have promised one of my questions you know, reading that title, and especially after we watched the Multiverse of Madness, this question kind of popped into my head. How much time are we going to be spending in the quantum realm? Because Multiverse of Madness, I thought it was going to be like multiverse, multiverse just being thrown at us and just like that title. And this is called mm-hmm. Quantum Mania. And I was just like, after, after what I feel is kind of like the mislead of the title of Multiverse of Madness, I was thinking to myself, how much time are we really going to be spending in the quantum realm? They've come out and said, we're going to be spending a lot of time in the quantum realm in this movie. That has me excited. That has me excited. And I don't know about you guys, but from like the look of the trailer and... Uh, things that we saw in not the trailer, but just the footage that we saw, it does look like our team of heroes are going to be going into the quantum realm and spending hopefully a majority of the movie in the quantum realm. And that's where they're going to meet up with, you know, some of the, 
you know, Modoc and, and Kang and stuff like that. So I'm excited. Now. I'm really excited now for uh, Quantum Mania after listening to the audio and then seeing what footage we could see. Um, Jake. Yeah. Go ahead. I was really disappointed by the first two Ant-Man movies and the idea of this one, you know, being our big introduction into Kang, spending so much time in the quantum realm. I actually am getting a little bit excited for this, too. Like, I really don't want this to be a giant letdown, though. Like, it's interesting that they're leading off the phase with this movie. So it gives me hope that it's going to, you know, play a big part in it and be a pretty decent movie. Anybody else have any thoughts before we actually get into the breakdown? Go ahead, June. I just so I like the first Ant Man a lot. Um, didn't like the second one as much, but I think I wonder if part of the reason why because the second Ant Man movie it came out that was the one after Infinity War, that and I just right. remember like the vibe of it just didn't feel right to have that after you know because Infinity War just. There was a lot, and it was very emotional. I don't know. I just I wonder if part of like maybe because I know of a mother who really didn't like the sequel to Ant Man. I think maybe the positioning of it. I thought the of positioning it of it worked really well, especially with the reveal. Like you know, where have they been? And then you know, this is where Scott was. This is how he kind of like avoided the chance of being taken in the snap. He was in the quantum realm. He got sucked into the quantum realm. Was not involved in all of that, which really set up how Scott was the one who came back in Endgame and gave Tony the idea of time travel to begin with. So I, th- I think the, you know, the placement worked out uh, really well for the storytelling that we got in Endgame. It's interesting. Oh, I so mean, you I think that he, okay, sorry. Go ahead, Greg. No, 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 you go ahead. You think that Tony, that he gave Tony the idea of, of time travel? I had the, Tony figured out Tony, Tony figured out time travel, but Scott was the one who gave him the idea. Yeah, I thought that it was Scott. Like whatever information Scott gave him, gave him the missing piece to figure out time travel. I had the impression that Tony had actually been working on this sort of like off and on, you know, for the past five years, but wasn't telling anyone about it. But it was something that he just couldn't help but tinker with. And it was when Scott came back, he was able to get information from Scott that helped him sort of figure out how to solve it yeah i just think well i regardless i think everything i think the the events that regardless if if tony had been thinking about it or not the events of like what happened with scott's time in the quantum realm and the explanation of that him coming back is like what you know that movie is kind of like a tie into like the events that that tony you know comes to figuring out time travel you know it's not Scott doesn't figure out time travel. It's like, you know, basically him coming back. And so I, I think the placement of the movie's fine. We had to have him in the quantum realm to. Did, am I making sense or I'm, I don't know. No, it's yeah, interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Marvel's never shied away from making Ant-Man important. If you think about it, I mean, uh, it's not the most well-received of all their franchises. Um, Financially, it may be the lowest. I'm trying to, I'd have to look that up. But um, really, like the whole way they beat Thanos, you kind of have to see Ant-Man and the Wasp to totally click, like to totally understand how all that's happening. So 
I mean, but this is just the way the MCU is. I mean, the, they basically introduced what we know for sure now is the next big bad on episode six on a streaming service of Loki. I mean, it takes stones to do that, you know. I just don't. It'll be interesting the way that Kang evolves if you really need to see all that stuff to understand Kang, just because of the nature of there being many Kangs, you know? Yeah, and we haven't even got Loki season two yet, so it's like, fuck, what are they going to throw in there? Let's get to um, the trailer breakdown. Um, uh, And uh, actually, I got this, uh, I got, I got, Trailer breakdown from different sources. One is Collider. Uh, the trailer opens with Scott Lang, pretty pleased with having saved the universe. Um, he's been doing a book tour for his autobiogra- uh, autobi- <laughs> autobiography. Um, the book is titled, uh, what is it? Look Out for the Little Guy. And oh, God. The crowd is riveted, uh, and it features a child dressed up as Ant-Man. Um, we also know from the Ms. Marvel series that uh, Scott Lang has a uh, separate podcast called Big Me, Little Me. And so there's been many times when we, you know, watch these different uh, movies and, and, and Disney Plus shows, we always ask the question of like, how do people know about all this stuff, about these things that are happening during Endgame? Like, how do they know, like, what happened during that battle? Like, this is how Scott on that podcast has been spilling the beans <laughs> about events that happened during Infinity War and, and, uh, and Endgame. And so that's how people, um, you know, have been knowing about this stuff all around the world. Now, um, article goes on to say, we also see the dichotomy of Scott's superhero life with his family life as he gets a call that his daughter, Cassie Lang, has been arrested. Uh, we then cut to the Pym family having dinner and Scott struggling with parenting as Cassie comes into her own as a young adult. Michael Douglas as Hank Pym and Michelle Pfeiffer as Janet Van Dyne waste no time in dunking on Scott about his book, along with Lily Hope. Uh, Lily's Hope Van Dyne. Uh, Michael Douglas's Hank Pym is not impressed as he listens to Scott Lang talk about his book and and um, all this stuff. Uh, wise ears will then recognize a voiceover from Loki's Kang the Conqueror saying, you're an interesting man, Scott Lang. You've lost a lot of time, but time, it isn't what you think. It's not a straight line. This trailer really dives into the quantum realm as any trailer for a film featuring the word, word quantumania should we get a look at Scott's time there during the snap and his life since then before coming back to Pym's lab. When an experiment causes the gravity in the room to warp and bend, Scott tries to keep Cassie from being pulled into the quantum realm at the center of their experiment, but the entire Lang, Pym, Van Dyne family is yanked inside. Uh, we then hear Kang a Kang uh, voiceover, everything you are holding on to, everything you call life, I know how it ends. Scott tells him he made a mistake because he's an Avenger. Kang asks, In, uh, you're an Avenger? Have I killed you before? And uh, once inside the quantum realm, we, uh, we get a bunch of quick cuts uh, featuring the appearance of Bill Murray saying... Janet Van Dyne, I thought you were dead. A lot of people are saying he's going to be the character uh, Krylar. Yeah, so so basically something in this lab 
explodes and then starts sucking them all into the quantum realm. And, and, um, yeah, Bill Murray's, uh, they say Bill Murray's Krylar shows up, um, who knows Janet. Um, we see Janet fighting off quantum monsters, Scott fighting to save Cassie, an emotional moment between Scott and Hope. Um, through those moments, we get another voiceover from Kang saying, when you can see time the way I do, you can see everything, everything you're holding on to, everything you call life. I know how it ends. Oh, finally, Kang is revealed. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm repeating a lot of the stuff that I said before. Oh, uh, and then Cassie Lang uh, will become stature from the comics in this movie. I do have the audio. I'm going to play the audio from the trailer now. I see it. Do I miss the action? Sometimes. <laughs> Will I be there when the Avengers need me? Absolutely. But right now, the only job I want is being a dad. I love you, Cassie. Thanks for being my hero. And for the rest of you kids out there, word of advice. Look out for the little guy. Jail calling. Look, I get it. I, I do, Cassie, I really do. You want to help. But I don't want you wasting your life. At least we're trying to do something that matters. I literally saved the world. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah, you never mentioned that before. Everybody's got to save the world. How oh, is that funny, Scott? You should write a book about it. Oh, <laughs> You're welcome for all my being dust. <laughs> You're interested in that? You've lost a lot of time. But time? It is what you think.
guys, I don't know, like, could, after Bill Murray, you heard Bill Murray's voice, right? When he says, Janet? Yeah. And after that, you heard, like, yep. a huge scream from the crowd. Um, was, was that the moment he was, rea- they, they were reacting to MODOK? I thought they were reacting to Bill Murray. Just to Bill Murray? Him. Yeah, I that might have been. I, I'm trying to figure out, because I've I've seen the... I'd have to watch that shitty fucking video again to see exactly where they... Even on the corner video, it seems like they're reacting to uh, Bill Murray. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was trying to pick it out in in that, and I couldn't pick it out. Um, But yeah, we, we... we got to see Modoc in that leaked footage, but just like the top like headpiece of him, we didn't get to see his face. And we still don't know who's playing Modoc, but the rumors are Corey Stahl, who played Yellow Jacket, who's been, you know, in the quantum realm, has kind of like metamorphosed into him somehow. Maybe some experiments going yeah. on in the quantum realm. And if realm. that's the case, they may never officially announce who's playing him. It might be like kind of a Red Skull secret, you know? Yeah, that's true. Um, oh, like from Affinity War? Yeah, yeah. Like we we may not even they may not want to reveal that it is the same person as an Ant Man one until we see the movie. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I think the uh, did the audio come across okay? It sounded yeah. great. Good. Um, what's interesting about this trailer is that. Kang is, I feel like, okay, number one, like, why are they sucked into the quantum realm? I think it's purposeful. And I think Kang is very interested in Scott Lang. I think maybe he's important to Kang's timeline. Maybe he's done or hasn't done something that will affect the timeline. And, you know, um, Kang might want to try to direct him in this timeline to do something that will ensure what his end goal is. He'll be able to achieve that end goal. And I don't know if I I feel like this movie is going to end very badly, kind of like a Empire Strikes Back type of ending where it seems kind of hopeless. I I just with Kang showing up, you know, in in, in future movies, I, you know, I don't feel like this is going to be like end with like. (laughs) <laughs> like the defeat of Kang or anything like that. I Yeah, at best, maybe like a soft defeat of Kang. But I lean towards what you're saying, that it's going to be a bit of a bummer of an ending. Well, people can say like, oh, maybe it's just another variant of Kang or blah, blah, blah. I, I don't I don't know. I, I feel like this is going to be this is going to be Kang. Once we see Kang in costume, that's the main villain, Kang. No other to me, no other Kang is going to be in the classic Kang costume besides main villain Kang. And I, I also have a theory that, you know, you know, in this trailer, you know, Scott is basically saying, you know, you know, I'm the one that helped save the universe. You know, he's like, he's the, he's he helped save the universe. I think he's going to, at the end of this movie, coming into contact with Kang and learning about the timeline and how this guy sees time. And I think he's going to be very humbled in this movie only to find out that it was all part of Kang's plan. All that. It was all predetermined by Kang. Kang is going to tell him, like, I was behind all of it. You haven't saved shit. (laughs) You've been punked. 
I love that you're an Avenger have I killed you before line like I, I read it a bunch of times before actually hearing the audio and like it reading it doesn't do it the justice that the audio gives it like oh my god what a chilling line oh it's awesome so that means he's gone to different universes and fought different versions of Avengers from different universes and won every time yeah, yeah it, it makes me think we're going to get some kind of Avengers forever type storyline at some point in the oh, lead up to this awesome. Well, it's interesting. Kurt Busiek on um, Twitter and Facebook said, like, oh, it looks like I'm influencing the movies a lot. And he meant I, I read that he said not only Thunderbolts, but all the Kang stuff. And I'm like, oh, maybe there's an Avengers Forever connection. Hmm. What's the proximity to, to Loki season two? Does it come out right after this? Oh, let me get back. Uh, to it's like in the middle of that one, right? I got the dates here. Uh this is well. That's the f- quantum. That's the first. Yeah, where? Does oh yeah, Loki oh. season two is Phase five, and Quantum Mania is the beginning of Phase six. I thought the and beginning it's... of Phase six was. Oh, Fantastic Four! Fantastic Four. Ant Man is the beginning of five. Okay. He's halfway in. All the TV stuff doesn't have dates. It just has seasonal times. So this comes out before Loki season two. So Ant-Man and the Wasp is February of 2023. And then we're getting Loki in the summer of 2023. Okay. I think the rewatches of Loki season one are going to be huge too, just because there were still people that, I mean, Disney plus has always had good numbers, but their subscriber base has grown a ton. Oh, there yeah. are people who just haven't seen it yet. I'll be watching a recap video. <laughs> so everyone knows. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> Same. I got a or maybe maybe just the, the Kang episode. Well, eighteen fucking episodes of Daredevil. I'm not going to have time to rewatch anything. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Um, let's talk about Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Volume Three. Um, they did uh, release some footage. I got to see mere seconds of the footage that. Uh, of all the footage that they released there, somebody shot, what was it like? Maybe 10 seconds of, of Oh, not even, not I even don't think. Yeah. maybe like five seconds. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Uh, gun confirmed. This will be the final one. in uh, these characters stories in a, in a, uh, panel. And, um, there, there was some, um, Oh yeah. The footage that was shown of this was, set to the Flaming Lip song, Do You Realize? One of my favorite songs of all time. Um, uh, Some confirmations from the footage that was shown. Um, Cosmo, the space dog, and High Evolutionary are confirmed for the film. Cosmo will be played by Maria Bakalova, um, the actor from Borat 2. And uh, the High Evolutionary will be played by Peacemakers uh, Chukwudi Iwuji, and um, Awuji actually showed up in full costume and was in character while giving a monologue about how he can't wait to evolve all the disgusting humans into something truly beautiful. <laughs> that was really funny. He was getting good laughs from Hall H with all that stuff. Uh, High Evolutionary. Who is he? Uh, created by Stanley and Jack Kirby in Thor 134. Um, he was known as uh, a character. What was it? I can't I don't see his first name. Wyndham. Uh, he was an English geneticist whose work on a new genetic accelerator took a huge leap when he was given the blueprints for cracking genetic code. And this is a, originally kind of like an X-Men villain. 
um, establishing his base of operations on Wendigore Mountain. Guys, we saw Wendigore Mountain in Multiverse of Madness. Uh, Wyndham worked alongside other famous Marvel scientists to make radical breakthroughs like his new men, half men, half animal creatures. He eventually used his technology on himself, accelerating his intelligence to near cosmic levels with his advanced cybernetic exoskeleton, making him godlike as the high evolutionary. His work on Counter-Earth, a near replica of Marvel's Earth existing on the opposite side of the sun, brought him the attention of cosmic entities like Galactus or the Beyonder. The High Evolutionary has been both an asset to Marvel's science community and a powerful enemy capable of fighting the Avengers, X-Men, or other heroes like Spider-Man or the Hulk. So, yeah, a powerful character. He's going to be set up as the villain in this one. Uh, Gamora apparently is a member of the of the ravagers some people are saying she's the leader of the ravagers which would not surprise me so this new version of the of gamora that we got introduced to uh from endgame that didn't go through the events of guardians of the galaxy is now leading apparently a member of the ravagers possibly leading the ravagers uh, we did see a shot of Baby Rocket Raccoon in the film. Yeah. And we yeah. actually got to see part of this. Settle down, June. <laughs> it made me cry too, June. They're going to sell a shit ton of stuffed animals over that. And tell oh, me. I didn't, it didn't come across as cute to me, as worried as, and as scared as he looked. I, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Both. So yeah. Uh, we see a hand reaching uh, for Rocket. Um, looks like he's been caged. And so Guardians 3 is going to feature an extended look at Rocket Raccoon's origin story, which James Gunn has teased as being one of the saddest in the universe. So we're going to be learning about the, the scars and the, the metal that he has in his back and how he was probably a creation of the, an early creation of the High Evolutionary. Um, we, uh, it's going to be so difficult to watch. It's going to be so hard. We see Mantis uh, doing a very strange dance in the trailer. I have no idea what that's about. Uh, <laughs> apparently, apparently there was a first look at Will Poulter as Adam Warlock. Um, and they said that this movie is going to be incredibly emotional. Um, one last thing, and we can talk about this a little bit more, but Grace Randolph says that she heard that they filmed multiple death scenes for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 to prevent leaks, and even the cast doesn't know which scenes will be used. Um, She also said not to worry about Rocket, and he could end up leading the Guardians by the end of the movie, because there were early reports that Rocket is going to die in this movie. She says not to worry about that. And even those those reports, I, I don't know how truthful they are um but that's what leakers were saying and she's saying don't worry about rocket he could end up leaving the guardians by the end of the movie i still think that there is a huge chance that he dies in this movie because like what's going to bring the tears out of us more fucking rocket dying like that's like up there with like peter dying in infinity war just talking about it is fucking pissing me off yeah, I know. And especially because we know we're going to get the origin, which is going to be super... It's going to be difficult to watch. It's going to be so sad. Yeah, I just... Uh. Don't be surprised I would, if fucking 
I, I wouldn't be surprised if Drax dies. You know, Batista sounds like he's done with Marvel as soon as James Gunn leaves. Yeah, don't he be, didn't even show up to the panel. He's done for. Don't be surprised yeah. if Drax dies. Don't be surprised if uh, some of these characters die because I feel like well, yeah. Don't be surprised. I, I mean, honestly, I think yeah. I think this is going to be the last time we see Quill in a movie. I, I don't know if he's going to die, but I, don't be surprised if uh, if some of these characters die because I think with James Gunn leaving, I think he's wanting to. I think there's a part of him that's like, you know what? If I'm not writing these characters anymore, I'm taking them with me. So just sink the ship. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll get like yeah. if we go forward with the Guardians in the future, it'll be a whole new team. So maybe he left some of it. I don't know. I don't even know if he left it up to the actors. Like you know, like maybe he talked to Bradley Cooper. Would you want to continue on with the character? I feel like he just yeah. I feel like maybe he just fucking wrote this shit and he's like, you know what? I don't want anybody else working with Rocket. This is. This is, it's not my creation, but this is the rocket that I gave the world. And nobody else is going to write them. Nobody else is going to do it. I'm done. This is it. So we'll see. We'll see what and happens. Bob, Bob Shatek is going to have something to say about that. Well, I could see there being one constant, assuming there is a new team of Guardians, which they've kind of hinted at, you know. I could see the constant being Groot because it's easy for freaking Vin Diesel. You just say, I am Groot a bunch of ways. You know what I mean? You never have to go to set. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just he, he loves it so much, too. Yeah, I could definitely see that. By the way, Will Poulter is freaking ripped. I don't know if you've seen that dude. He's worked out like a fiend. Yeah, for this role. he's jacked. I, I can see Quill dying in this one. I can. I can see that, you know, this version of Gamora by the end of it falls back in love with him and he dies. And it kind of like bookends kind of like him finding out that she died. No, no, him witnessing her die, excuse me, in um, Infinity War, and now it's like the other way around, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. We get to see yeah, her reaction. We get to see her reaction to Peter dying. And it's like maybe Peter never even ste- steps back, steps foot back on Earth again, you know? So I do, I, I am curious on how we're going to get. Michael Rooker in this movie, you know, I think that maybe we we talked about maybe getting a flashback of Quill as a kid at the beginning of the movie. You know, all the movies start with a flashback. You know, the first one starts off with, you know, Peter Quill as a child getting abducted by the Ravagers. The second one starts off in the 70s with, you know, his father Ego courting his mother and shit. And so, like, maybe this one is like a flashback to, like, the early days of Quill being, you know tutored by you know yandu and becoming a, a ravager i think that's how they're gonna you know and we've speculated that for years jake that that's how they might be able to get rooker in the movie because he he gets rooker in every movie yeah and the movies are so family orientated that i can easily imagine that kind of flashback yeah um looking forward to guardians of the galaxy let's i guess we can move into I mean, anything else about that panel or, you know, footage or whatever that you guys want to get into before we move on to the Phase 6 announcements? Just a, a random fact that I, I, I didn't know. Uh, Van Diesel does the voice of Groot in, like, every version. Like, every language of Groot is always Van Diesel. I thought that was really cool. I saw a cool YouTube video where he was doing all the different, you know, Chinese one and 
all of them. He does every single one. <laughs> That's pretty well, cool. Given how much they pay him, they better squeeze him dry. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Did, did, have we heard whether Sylvester Stallone's back for this movie? No, I haven't heard anything. I also I was very curious that they used the Flaming Lips song, um, thinking about like how they've used the soundtracks in previous Guardians movies. Like this is the most modern song they've ever used. I mean, mm-hmm. granted, granted, even it is like a fifteen-year-old song at this point, but it's still way more modern than anything they've used before. Is that going to be the whole movie? Or are we going to use more modern songs this time? Remember, he well, got uh, he got the Zoom. Yeah, remember he got Sorry. the new Zoom. Oh, the Zoom. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Before he was listening to the mixtapes that his mom made him, so she, it was songs from the seventies and eighties that she listened to. Yeah, he got the yeah. new, he got the new Zoom. So yeah, we're gonna get uh, newer songs. Yeah, and like I said, the most famous lyric from that song is, "Do you realize that everyone you know must die?" Mm. So it's a crazy song to use. It like the second I heard it, I was like, "Fuck." <laughs> I can't wait for the movie, and whoever dies dies, and I, I'm I'm ready for it. If Rocket dies, I will probably only see this movie one time. Oh, Jake, I yeah, same here. Oh God, it's too sad. You can <laughs> oh God me all you want, but I, I I I mean I'll still like the movie and love it, but I can't watch that more than once. Let's jump into Phase Six. Uh, phase Six announcements: uh, Fantastic Four, uh, November eighth of twenty twenty four is going to kick off Phase 6. And um, no casting announcements. I would expect casting announcements, it sounds like from everything that I'm hearing, that they're doing casting now. And I would expect like the, the final casting announcements probably uh, to happen in September for D23. So, yeah, hopefully we'll get those casting announcements for who our members of the Fantastic Four are going to be. Um, here's something that I want to... I I've said this before, and I think I may – I know I've said this before. I think that the Fantastic Four – maybe I didn't say this about the Fantastic Four. I've said that one of these movies is going to be set in a separate universe, not in the MCU 616. So like You a, said this about the Fantastic Four, I well, Maybe I did. I'm, I've said so much shit, Jake. It's hard to keep track of things. No, I got you. I got your back. I, I'm – almost positive you've said it with the fantastic four okay well i i believe that a movie if not the fantastic four is is going to be set in a separate universe we're in the multiverse saga guys and i think that we're going to get a movie that we are thinking is taking place in the mcu and by the end of the movie we're going to find out it's in another universe kind of like the 838 or whatever universe they're going to throw out in throw in here we're finding out it's in another universe altogether and now after the events of Ms. Marvel, I think this could also be the case for whatever X-Men movie they might announce at D23. I think that we will get an X-Men movie announced during D23 that is going to happen in Phase 6. Because I don't see how we get to, you know, the... Avengers movie that we're getting here. We'll be talking about it here in a moment, but I don't see how we get there without having X-Men brought into the picture before that. So I, and I think this might be how we get the X-Men introduced 
they've always been around, but they haven't been around in our universe. We're not getting the origin story of the X-Men in the MCU. They've been around. They've just been in another fucking part of the multiverse. And I think, you know, like in Ms. Marvel, we learned, you know, Kamala Khan is a mutant. You know, her, she got her mutant gene um, from, I, you know, from the clandestines that we met in that series. And they're from another universe. And I believe that's where the mutants are as a whole. And we might even watch, like, you know, the entire Fantastic Four movie before it's revealed that they're in another universe. And the same thing goes with the X-Men. Like, we find out that they're in another universe. And then, you know, like, there's a bunch of these untitled projects in Phase 6. And so I, I... Does... That make does that make any sense or am I is that a crazy conspiracy theory? No, that makes sense. You have to there, there has to be some kind of struggle, some kind of war between these different universes to even make what we're calling this next saga possible. And I think the idea of introducing it as a surprise is a really fun way to do it. Like there's a lot of fun ways of things you can show to people to make it click into their brain that they're not in the six one six MCU. I, I think that's a stroke of genius to play it that way. It's much more fun than just announcing that, hey, the new Fantastic Four movie takes place not in the 616 MCU. I mean, that's a real way to get people not to give a shit and come see the movie. You're like kind of telling them in a, in a certain roundabout way that maybe this movie doesn't matter. Like that's what not so smart people might think. So <laughs> I think tricking people like that is is the way to go. And yeah, it, it seems hard pressed that one of those Phase six dots isn't some kind of mutant project as well. I would love it if Eternals was a different universe and they just showed that whole universe being destroyed in the beginning of Secret War. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it ends up that's another universe where these old robots were fighting a big celestial. Oh, it's gone. Yeah, that's why no one has talked about the celestial (laughs) sticking his fucking ass out of the fucking Earth. But the, the thing with mutants that's really challenging is... You know, it just goes back to the question, where have they been? And if they're not around, it's kind of hard to hate and fear something that you don't know exists. Like the the whole point of the X-Men is they're hated and feared. And if we haven't heard anything about mutants even existing, how do you hate and fear them? Well, when they come well, here, you hate and fear them because they're more you could, powerful you could, than well, you. Well, I mean, you can have, but the multiverse piece could work that way, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but then it's like, okay, but now you have a mutant in the 616 with Miss Marvel and potentially a second one with Namor. So are they the first mutants? Like, this is where it gets really complicated. No, no, they're the, first, they're the first mutants introduced this into... This is where it gets complicated, Greg, this. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, Kamala Khan... It, for, as far as we know, Kamala Khan is the first mutant that's been introduced into the MCU. Like, that's mm-hmm. canon now. Uh, yeah, unless like Wanda is retroactively, but that doesn't make any sense. So, well, I mean, there's there's a number of ways they can go with it, right? Because you can have um, that mutants are always here. I doubt they're going to be, you know, like comic book canon where there's thousands of them. Like yeah. You can have a small number that's like maybe 40 of them or something like that scattered mm-hmm. throughout the, the, the world. And that's feasible that, you know, you never heard of them. Um, and then also Miss Marvel kind of introduces that element where Kamala didn't even know she was a mutant until something unlocked it. So maybe 
the mutant gene needs something to kind of unlock it in people. Yeah. Or it was suppressed or something like that. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe the most plausible explanation is. We lost you, Greg. Probably makes the most sense. Right? We, lost you. we lost you there, Greg. Uh, say that again. Can you hear me now? Yeah, can hear you now, dude. Yeah. So, no, I was just saying the multiverse seems to be the easiest way to do it, to pull it off without having to do all sorts of story gymnastics, right? Yeah, I, I, I agree. Like, I, I feel like what what's happened here is like the mutants come from another universe. How we were able to get a mutant in our universe is the fact that the clandestines probably made up with a mutant gene. Their version of the mutants have, have came here and then, um, you know, Kamala Khan is 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 part of that group. And and. I mean, there is a chance that maybe Namor is another, you know, from another universe and, and, and his and, and his people came over to our universe hundreds of years before that. And so, like, we have that version of the mutants. But I feel like, you know, like when we're getting into the other mutants like Cyclops and Jean Grey and Wolverine and Colossus and all that other stuff, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe they're they're being pulled from another universe and we're going to see it all kind of clash once we get to the end of phase six with uh secret wars I, that that's where you, and i want to talk about secret wars and what we could get in secret wars but i think that's where we could definitely see like everything coming together you know so Oh god, my brain hurts. Why? I'm Why sorry. does your brain hurt? Like we're... this stuff just like I will say, like I know Brian, you We lost you. I, I don't I still I still don't understand like the differences between timelines, multiverses. It just all all of it just goes over my head. Sure. And... <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a so lot. We, yeah, we've got we've got timelines, we start we get branch timelines. We get we prune branch timelines. We're getting other dimensions. We're getting the multiverse. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's 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 a lot. The quantum realm. <laughs> the quantum I'm so realm. So confused. Like, so is the Kang that's going to be in the third Ant Man movie? Is that that's not the same Kang that we met in Loki? Like that I'm is so confirmed. Yes, that. that is Correct. not the same Kang. That was a variant of Kang. That yeah. is not in the June. And Jim, you know more about this than you know, because I guarantee you that you're more ahead of the general audience. And so they're going to have to re-explain this stuff in future movies. I mean, uh, Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Majors teased that the Kang that we're going to meet in Quantumania is Kang the Conqueror. He, he teased that in the panel. So like, I, I believe that the Kang that we're going to meet in that movie, that is, that is the big daddy fucking kang like that's the guy so so that's the one we expect has taken over the tva yeah but the kang that died in loki too that's yeah. a variant that's like not yeah that was uh he who remains it's a, it's a variant i mean and, and we're gonna see when we get to i mean it's hard to explain now but i think you know once we get into you know the next movie that they announce avengers the kang dynasty um we're gonna be seeing you know, if I had to guess, we're going to be seeing tons of Kangs. We're going to be seeing heroes going around trying to kill every Kang. And I think we're going to see a lot of Kang variants being, you know, killed by, you know, heroes and Avengers. But like 
You know, they at the end of the day, they have to they got to kill the original Kang. And that's going to prove to be a lot harder than it is, you know, and I think that's going to lead us into secret wars. I'm, I'm hoping that in the Kang dynasty, you know, that's what we get is a, like Avengers trying to go around and, and kill Kangs. It's kind of like, you know, in, in, in Infinity War, we got to collect all the stones. And in this one, it's like, we got to kill all the Kangs. And I would love to see them kind of show us. You know, like how in Quantumania, how I feel like he's going to reveal like, you know, I see time this way and, you know, everything's been predetermined and predestined. And I would love for there to be like this montage, a scene of like them going back through all of the movies that we've seen before and how Kang was behind it all. Like actually show. Oh, it's the thing. Hold on. Hold on. Actually showing Kang showing up to events that we've seen before in the MCU and things not playing out the way this Kang wanted them to play out and him pruning it. Like, show a scene where the Avengers are battling Thanos, like an Infinity War scene or an Endgame scene, and something goes wrong according to the timeline that he wants. So we just see this scene being replayed, Kang showing up, them looking at each other like, what the fuck? We even see like the Avengers and Thanos looking at this Kang confused, like momentarily as Kang shows up before he just completely like erases them from that timeline branch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like, wonder if it's like a Terminator spin where like it's Kang killing all of the Avengers before they become Avengers and then the new Avengers chasing him through time to stop him from doing. And that's why he said to Ant-Man, like, have I killed you before? You know? Oh, wow. I didn't even think of that. I mean, you know, they'd have to use some stock footage. It's like Tony Stark in a cave getting sniped. You know what I mean? But you could see that being possible. Do you think the movies are going to have the Kang-Reed Richards connection? And have Kang be Reed Richards' father? I've wondered that, too. Um, I kept thinking that they would do an MCU spin on it. And have it be kind of like, um, have him related, like, like have him, have him have Stark blood. Somehow. Oh, I like, could see that much like they did with like Ultron. Right. Tie it more into Stark than yes. characters we haven't even been introduced to yet. Somewhere in the multiverse, you know, his daughter Morgan, you know down the line it's you know like the the stark legacy goes on and somewhere down the line you know i've also thought that the kang variants have more to worry about from kang the conqueror than they do from avengers because they were that's been my thought well didn't we get the visual aid from he who remains showing that the kangs were going around killing each other yeah, yeah, it's kind of a, a little bit of a Highlander thing where it's the one Kang that remains is going to be the one that's going to cause all the ruckus. Yeah, but I mean, that's kind of like anticlimactic, right? To watch a movie with just Jonathan Majors going around and killing himself when we know which Kang is going to be the one that comes out on top. If we're talking about the Kang dynasty, I, I thought my in my head it was going to be like that's where they do the avengers forever stuff where we get a time displaced team of avengers going around to a bunch of different kangs and trying to figure out what's going on yeah 
That's when you get Captain Carter as an Avenger, I bet. Like, things like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. You get just anything could happen in that. And um, I don't think they're necessarily going to be trying to kill all the Kangs as they are trying to figure out, you know, which one is Kang the Conqueror and just getting to the bottom of everything. Yeah. And they keep showing up and he's killed them. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We'll see him just kill a bunch of different teams of Avengers. But it'll all be Kang the Conqueror doing this. I feel like by the Dynasty movie, it's just going to be the one Kang left. I mean, I have nothing to base this on but my gut. But that that I really heavily feel that. By the beginning or the end of the movie? By the beginning. Yeah. It's, it's his dynasty. He's, he's won. Mm. So then here's another curveball. Is Doom not a threat anymore by the end of Fantastic Four? I... I Part of me thinks Kang might not be a threat by the end of the Kang <laughs> dynasty. Yeah. Well, I think phase seven, wouldn't you think phase seven would kick off like the doom era of it all? I don't, I don't know. know. Part of me thinks it might happen in secret war, just like kind of a little bit how they did infinity war and Endgame. like very quickly at the beginning of Endgame, we kind of moved Thanos aside. I mean, I know what happens at the end of that movie and whatnot, but I just can't imagine now that we know when Fantastic Four comes out and when Secret War comes out, I can't imagine Doom playing a giant part in Secret War. I did. Well, yeah, I didn't think that I I, I thought that they were going to switch things up and it was going to be Kang. Um, I 100 percent agreed with that, Brian, until seeing this roadmap. And now I have a lot of doubts about that. Hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I could see Doom being the one that takes Kang out at the end of the Kang dynasty. The dynasty ends at the end of that movie. And then we move on to Secret War, you know? Yeah, I don't know about that, man. I don't know. That's a lot to take in right now. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. Like, Thanos had it going for him where even though tons of people didn't know who he was, he was definitely respected as one of the biggest bads of the Marvel comic universes. And I don't as much as I love Kang and how he's one of my just favorite villain characters, I don't think he has that respect and ever has like amongst fandom. Yeah, but a little a little bit of a niche villain. Yeah, but you don't have to make him that way in the MCU. I mean, you can reinvent the character in the MCU. It's just it, it's it's like switching horses midstream. It's just like this whole. It seems very anticlimactic with all the setup we have with Kang doing a movie called Quantum Mania, and then for Doom to slide in towards the end of the Phase Six and then just take him out. Seems like yeah. I think we're going to see a lot more Doom between then and there, though. I mean, now that we know and believe that we're probably going to see Doom at the end of Black Panther, like the Doom is starting. It's we're not going to see him at the end of that, and then not. We at didn't the end talk about all. we didn't talk about the Doom of it all in this episode. That was a previous one. So well, the previous one came out first. So hopefully they listened to that. Fair enough, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just letting my point stands. We didn't talk about it on this one. Um. But, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that he could slide into certain things kind of like, you know, how Thanos was sliding into post-credit scenes and how he slid into Guardians 2 and stuff like that. Or, uh, excuse me, Guardi- the first Guardians movie. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I'm not going to say you're wrong, but I, I just I don't know if I see Doom taking over as the big bad towards the end of this phase. I. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's it's purely a guess, but 
after seeing these titles, it's the first thing I thought was like, okay, maybe Kang isn't going to be the big bad by the end of this. What, and what, see, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Tristan. I was just going to say, I see Dr. Doom as just being someone that they're really, I mean, especially getting the rights back and the history of the Marvel's, uh, just Marvel Comics universe. He's just going to be someone that's just going to be there and, the, you know, stick around for a few phases if, if I have to guess. I, um, I, I don't, don't, are we, didn't they just get the rights back to Kang too? Wasn't that also Fox? I believe you're correct. I believe Kang was under the Fantastic Four banner, right. even though in the last 20 years he's been more traditionally an Avengers villain. Yeah, yeah. I think it's because of Rama Tut. That's what, as crazy as that is. I think that's why, because of that retcon, he counted as a Fantastic Four character. Yeah, it's yeah. not it's not always which comic book they show up in first. If that was the case, then Spider Woman would be part of the MCU. Yeah, that's or, a good point. <laughs> Or could be yeah, part that's, of the MCU. That's true. They're so close together, though, and that retcon happened so so quickly. Like both things happened in the '60s. Yeah. So maybe that's what the difference is. Um. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think Kang with movie rights were with Fox, and that's just like a new, a new thing that they can use him. I don't know. Like, what what makes you believe that? Doom. I mean, I know we're getting. It. I know there's a rumor of Doom showing up in the post credits and kind of setting him up there. But what was it about the Phase Six announcements, other than you know past knowledge of the comic, that makes you believe that Doom is going to be the guy coming out on top here? Yeah, I don't know. Just the fact that we're going to be—he's going to be more than just a Fantastic Four villain if we're showing him involved in vibranium stuff if that if that's to be believed and i mean that's just kind of the doom thing right is to slip in and snake someone else's power that they acquired and then kick them aside and, and be the new big guy like that's that's just kind of the doom yeah. thing i just think that would be really shocking and surprising and he's the type of character that would do that yeah i can totally see that i, I see dr doom as being that character that you know, basically always lets the other villain do all the dirty work while he comes and finishes it. I like, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm liking, the more you're saying this, the more I'm liking it. You know, it's like, that's a huge fucking twist. If we've been following, John, you know, big casting here, Jonathan Majors is fucking this guy. And then all of a sudden, you know, yeah, Dr. he Doom. does all the work mm-hmm. and Doom just comes in and is like, boop. Now all the work you did and all the power you acquired is all mine. I'll kill you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that really establishes him as so fucking bad, too. Like, even to the audiences that don't know fucking Kang from Doctor Doom, if they've spent all this time seeing Kang acquire all this power, and then this guy just fucking pulls the trigger on him. And then we've, then, we've got God Emperor Doom basically going into Secret Wars. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, even in the original, in both Secret Wars, it's kind of the same thing. Like, even in the original one, um, it's the Beyonder amasses all this stuff. And then in issue eight, out of nowhere, the Doom takes all of Beyonder's powers and fucking beats Galactus himself and beats all these guys himself, you know? Yeah, the more more you say it, the more I can now see this possibly happening. It makes total sense, too, because, um, I mean, if it's... The rumors are uh, to be believed. Uh, you know, he's going to pop up in, let's say, the end of Black Panther or whatever. 
I think they're going to be sprinkling him around so that you don't ever just say, why did this character just come out of nowhere and take over? Like, like they're going to set a foundation for him being there. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I think, I I think we'll definitely see, you know, even after that, we might not see him again for a while, but we will see hints at Latveria, things like that. Right. Um, oh yeah, we could. Sure. I'm not even convinced that Doom is the main villain of Fantastic Four, though. I think he'll be in the movie. I, I, I yeah, could see I him in the movie. He doesn't have to be either, too, because I mean, right. they've done that twice now. Yep, yep. You know? Three yeah. times, if you count. Yeah, three times because you count, yeah, the villain of the second movie too. <laughs> oh yeah, agreed. Um, uh, then we got the uh, Avengers. Secret Wars is going to be the movie that ends Phase 6. That's dropping November 7th of 2025. Um, And then there was an interview with Deadline with Kevin Feige. And he was saying that the Russos are not returning for that movie. Let me play this audio. Not connected to it. They've... uh they uh, have been, I think, very direct about that. I think they were, okay. we love them, they love us, we want to find something to do together. Uh, it's not can- so, okay, um, can we believe Kevin here, or do we think that maybe they were like, okay, yeah, we, we'd love to do Secret Wars, but man, maybe an X-Men thing, ushering the X-Men, because they're also big fans of the X-Men. So maybe they're just like, well, we'd rather do the X-Men thing. I have a big, I have a hard time believing anything fucking Kevin says anymore. I do too. I, I, I really do. I still think there's a good chance that we're going to find out that the Russos, they're not ready to make that announcement because they haven't, you know, signed things. It's not like you can, you can just say, yeah, they're coming back when, you know, nothing's been, you know, pen to paper. It hasn't been signed. Contracts haven't been signed. But I still think there's a chance that they could do Secret Wars. So two movies coming out six months apart mm-hmm. in 2025? Yes. Sorry. So you know they're going to start filming them next year? Yes, you would think so. Right? So we're going to have to find out relatively soon who those directors are. Um, the other thing that's really fun to think about is, you know, Kang Dynasty is probably still in the theater when Secret Wars comes out. <laughs> you know? You could totally. No, no. it's on Disney Plus. It'll be on Disney Plus by then. You don't think that they'll do the old double showing though, where like IMAX, you get the. I mean, if it's six months earlier, oh, those both things will happen. I'm sure they'll allow that too. But it's not going to be like when Infinity War came out and Black Panther is still fucking showing in theaters. Because I remember, I remember I had seen Infinity War like four times already and then i went back to the theater and watched black panther for a fifth time so yeah i but i think with the way things are different now as far as like how quickly it gets released on disney plus i don't yeah i I think six months i don't think it's still going to be in theaters it's funny it's like 45 i remember watching dr strange on disney plus i almost felt like i was pirating it (laughs) no (laughs) shit you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> highest quality pirate i ever saw i felt all, I felt all dirty and i was watching the imax enhanced edition too yeah yeah i paid for this oh man yeah, exactly <laughs> that's, that's wild um yeah so okay expectations for secret wars like 
What do you? I mean, what do you think? I, I think we could get. I honestly think with Secret Wars, anything's possible. I think we could. I think we might be getting everyone back for this, and not. Uh, yeah, I will get into. Yeah, I think we could possibly get everyone back for this, and even new faces. Like this is where we're going to pull the X Men over into our universe, possibly. If that is a thing, if they're in another universe, they're pulling the X Men into this. I think we could get. I. I think this is also where we could get Miles Morales, live action Miles Morales. Like I don't, th- Tom Holland's not going to be around forever, and I think that they could bring in Miles, a live action Miles Morales in this movie. This is where you do it, you know. Um, I, I, I do think that we'll see Tom Holland's Peter Parker pass on the torch to another spider-man before this is all you know said and done if sony wants to continue this relationship and we could get miles morales here and um i mean this would be the perfect opportunity for them to bring back toby and andrew too if they want to come back and show up in this people would go fucking nuts in the theater to see them again um black widow could come back from another universe we could we could also get a fucking return to tony in this one, I'm, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't count it out. We might get different versions of Thor, like an older version of Thor, like an old King Thor. Kevin's tease that we haven't seen every iteration of Thor. I mean, we could get different versions of Thor. I, I think anything can happen in the Secret Wars. Oh fuck! Everything's on the table for Secret Wars. Everything. I definitely am going to buy into the idea of actors playing multiple versions of the same character because. It's really expensive to get this cast together. You know what I mean? If you can have Chris Hemsworth play three different Thors, then there's some benefit to that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, young And Thor. get to see them all fight each other. And the actors love it because then they think they're, you know, oh, I'm playing three roles in this one movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Actors love that thing, Greg? They love that shit. Look at Oscar Isaac. <laughs> oh, look, at- look at Eddie Murphy. Yeah. True. Well, yeah. Eddie Murphy, uh, James McAvoy, with all the different split personalities and split. I mean, they like to showcase their range. Um, I do think there's a chance that 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 RDJ comes back for this one, and I and I do think that I think we are going to get uh, Evans back as Captain America proper. I think that we're going to old man Cap is going to get in that fucking. That machine that we saw in uh, Endgame, and they're going to age him down. We're going to get classic fucking Cap in his prime. I think it's going to happen. Is he going to die Not again? before we get baby Cap. <laughs> <laughs> Is he going to die? Toys. Yeah, do you think he's going to die? Because we're not getting just one movie with Sam. We're getting three movies with Sam at least, I would think. I mean... I don't know about that. You don't think we'll get three with Sam? No. I, I don't know. I I don't really think so, though. I can't see it being a, a, a trilogy. And possibly. That'd be cool. I think given how crowded the MCU is now, I don't think like trilogies are like a guaranteed thing. Yeah, I, hopefully Eternals prove that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, do we have to have a trilogy? Um, I mean, Hulk didn't, so there's precedent there. Well, it's all, there's also distribution rights. Distribution rights, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's an issue. I, any, bottom line, anything can happen in Secret Wars. I don't, I, th- I don't think they're going to pull any punches on this one. I think if they can get it done, they're going to make it happen. You've got to find a way to make this even bigger than the previous one, which was Endgame. We've got to find a way to make it bigger. And that, if that means bringing back Captain Amer- Chris Evans' Captain America, if that means fucking dumping a dump truck full of cash in front of Ar- Robert Downey Jr.'s door and getting him to fucking don the, the Iron Man suit yet again, I think it could happen here with different multiverses. And I, I, I think anything is possible. Even Scarlett Johansson coming back as Black Widow. And I'm not saying that they're going to continue on in the proper MCU. I'm just saying we could see it happening here. But I do see, I, I do see possibly Miles Morales being introduced. I think it could happen. Yeah, and the after thinking about the aftermath is crazy too. Like, what is the proper MCU after a Secret War movie? Could that could be like very much a soft reboot? Yeah. Whatever they want it to be. Yeah. But it'll it just be any any actor could play anyone at that point. Like they can do whatever they want, depending on plot there. Yeah. I they're mean, gonna, this they're is going to fuck Batista. They're going to erase Batista from the whole universe for all his shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is just like their way of like resetting the universe. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Marvel's crisis kind of. Yeah. Yeah. But I wonder if in Marvel style, it's like always a soft reboot. You know, you know what I mean? Like just a little, a little tweak here and there. not like the stuff that's rumored for DC, right? It's just little tweaks here and there and then the mcu goes on mm-hmm. i agree with that yeah yeah we're not gonna hard reboot something that's this successful i mean right i think like you know the mcu is gonna go on but now we're gonna have you know this might be where like we have to go forward with you know the x-men in the universe and mm-hmm. who knows we might get like avx after that avengers versus x-men yeah and <laughs> Yeah, if you have Young Avengers on the slate somewhere, which I don't know. I mean, are you going to release another movie with the name Avengers in the title while all this is going on, or is that a Disney yes. Plus show? <laughs> you, you, think so? <laughs> you think they'll cash in on a third movie called? Because like general audiences see the name Avengers, right? You know, I don't know, but it, they seem to be building up to Young Avengers with all those young actors. You you can't imagine they're doing one movie, you know. Yeah, I mean, they could do one Young Avengers movie to establish the team, and then that's the team we see in in big movies like, you know, Secret War. Oh, sorry, guys. Um, Oh, you're fine. Is it Secret War or Secret Wars without me looking really quick? Secret Wars. Secret Wars, plural. Yeah. Yeah. There's also a bunch of untitled Marvel movies for uh, phase – Marvel titles, excuse me. I don't know if they're all movies. But uh, scheduled to release in Phase 6, um, February 14th of 2025, July 25th, 2025, February 13th, 2026. And some of those are probably timed to be sequels of movies we're just getting now or haven't got. Like, you got a Captain Marvel 3 in there somewhere, right? Maybe another Thor movie. My gut tells me all the things that are dated are movies because even even in the previous roadmaps, anything that's a TV show is just a season. It's just winter, summer, fall. 
like you don't have to set a hard oh, date yeah. for, a, That's for right. a network you yeah. want, but you do have to set a hard date for a theatrical release. Yeah. And some of them do say seasons, yeah. All of the Disney Plus show are seasonals. None of them have hard dates, just the movies. Except for right, Daredevil, it's like half of 2023. Does Daredevil have a hard date? No, I'm kidding, because it's so oh, many okay. episodes. But <laughs> don't, like, but the way that they're going to schedule the Disney shows, though, is going to be because the whole, like, connected thing, right? Like, kind of what the, the, like, one of the big wrenches, like, with the pandemic, though, is because they did have it all laid out, but then sort of you're cutting in I think it. they've made I think they've made up for that now June I, th- I think they're out of the yeah. things have been pushed back I I think they're long past that honestly I think everything's back on track yeah that's why 2021 went so crazy I agree with that yeah I believe they're back on track um that is all I have guys for for the panel unless you guys have anything else you wanted to throw into the discussion yeah i found it a little bit interesting that we didn't talk about the guardians holiday special not us the podcast but at the at the panel i mean obviously that's part of the phase we didn't talk about werewolf by night and that's obviously going to be in there somewhere and like these are things that aren't in phase six that aren't like hidden from us. These are just mm-hmm. phase five things we haven't talked about yet. Well, we've got D twenty three right around the corner in, in September. Yeah, so. so we're just gonna take that roadmap back up and then just start adding more things into it. I was just saying, like, we're gonna get trailers for that stuff at D twenty three. Gotcha. And it'll be confirmed, I guess, where it's gonna take place. Yeah, they'll give this uh give us the dates or, you know, mm-hmm. around what time it's gonna Start dropping on Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah I, I guess technically Werewolf by Night is going to be Phase Four too because it's coming out before Black Panther. Yeah, I'm so surprised they didn't mention that if it's coming out in a few months. Yeah. Hmm. Well, for certain, uh, D23 is going to have some big pops because I'm pretty sure they're going to save their biggest gems for that. Yeah, there was the rumored stuff that we went over. Was that last week, Jake? Yes. Yeah, the rumored stuff. I agree. I think there'll be more. Uh, D23 seems to be more of a forthcoming to people that aren't at D23 type of thing, too. I don't think they're really going to be hiding clips and trailers for D23. So it's going to be even bigger, I think. Yeah, I'm trying to look at the rumored stuff that I had. Written down. Yeah, that's where Spielberg is going to be announced as the Fantastic Four director. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to find it. I can't fucking find it. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I know where it is. I know where it is. I know where it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're saying uh, Marvel is saving the announcement of Captain America 4. That's bullshit. Thunderbolts. That is bullshit. Um, Thunderbolts. Shang-Chi 2. Fantastic Four. Um, they say Armor Wars is going to be talked about at D23. Um, yeah, Fantastic Four. And the Jamie Dornan will play Reed Richards. Amanda Seyfried will play Sue Storm. Joe Keery will play Johnny Storm. Steven Spielberg is the director. 
Um, Agatha, they still called it Agatha House of Harkness. They're wrong about that. That was, it's uh, got a new name and it was announced here. Um, yeah, not a lot there as far as the D23 rumors. And we, yeah, and we were supposed to get the Deadpool stuff in uh, San Diego Comic Con, according to the rumors. And I'm echoing for some reason. Wait, you are. I, I would love to hear in the MCU, but. Oh, I think he'd like be a great be, Johnny Storm. Oh my gosh, I think that would be wonderful. Yeah, I think he'd be a really good Johnny Storm. Um, yeah, I'm really I surprised that we didn't. Uh, I was just going to say, I'm really surprised you didn't get de- uh, the Deadpool stuff in San Diego Comic Con because Deadpool is much more SDCC appropriate than D23, I, I would think. That's I agree. I thought that too. I really did. Like, you know, like not like the proper Disney you know, convention. Yeah. Like it yeah, made yeah. sense to have him at San Diego Comic-Con. I thought the same thing, but now that it hasn't happened, it's like, well, maybe that is the fun of it. That Deadpool kind of like the record skipping on a Disney presentation and all of a sudden Deadpool's there, you know? I would love for him to be dressed as Deadpool and come out with the Mickey Mouse ears on. Oh, God, that would be amazing. <laughs> so is that the movie that takes place in another universe? Like, is he in the core MCU before Secret Wars? We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. My guess yeah. is he will be, though. You think so? Because I yeah. can see that, like, after Secret Wars, you know. Well, actually, good point. Because a lot of the bank is going to be him interacting with other characters, you know? Correct. Yeah, so you kind of have to do that. Uh, let's jump into... Uh... So the, I guess the, that concludes our San Diego Comic-Con stuff. I, I do want to talk about some of the rumors that have been coming out. Um, unless you guys need a break. Ooh, I could use a pee break. <laughs> Figured as much. We'll be right back with the Marvel rumors. Well, let me tell you something, brother. You should head over to popcultureleftovers.com and use the Amazon shopping link for all your shopping needs. Ooh, yeah. The cream of the crop always rise to the top, dig it? Speaking of cream, you can probably buy it on Amazon. Not 100% sure. Yeah, to all my little Hulkamaniacs, say your prayers, take your vitamins, and you will never go wrong, brother. And listen, dude, you can buy those vitamins through the Amazon shopping link on popcultureleftovers.com. Ooh, yeah. I just bought a neon orange cowboy hat curtain of slim jims snap into a slim jim head on over to popcultureleftovers.com now and use the link because what you gonna do brother when pop culture leftovers runs wild on you all right hey we are back and june and tristan had to leave so finishing off this portion of the podcast which is going to be Marvel leaks and rumors. So it's going to be me, Greg, and Jake. And yeah, let's jump into this. I, there's a bunch. Some of these I'm just going to like go through pretty quickly. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Let's see here. This is from, I think, yeah, this is from Daniel RPK. It's, uh, it rep- it goes through and report, uh, some previously reported stuff by Mike Time to Shine, Hello, and Casey Walsh and Great Phase. Um, 
Where is this shit? Okay, yeah. The film opens with a flashback where we see Janet Van Dyne meeting Kang in the quantum realm while she was there. She sensed that he was a threat, and in present day, she senses his presence again. Thus, he gets Hank, Scott, and Hope, and they all go to the quantum realm to investigate. In the meantime, Cassie finds one of Hank's suits while snooping in the basement, and they say she goes into the quantum realm as well. That's not what happened in the trailer, though, right? No, why are you leaving a fucking Ant-Man suit around? Come on. (laughs) In the trailer, they all go in together. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it goes on to say that the Ant family explores the quantum realm and reach the Quantum Kingdom, the city that Janet used to live in. There they meet the king, Krylar, played by Bill Murray. He and Janet were in a relationship and even had sex during their time together. Um, Hank says he was going on dates, too. There's a small love triangle between Krylar still having feelings for Janet, and it's awkward between them. There they learned that the Kang variant that Janet had met, who is an adaptation of the Victor Timely variant from the comics, like how the one in Loki was an adaptation of the Immortus variant, is trying to take over the center of time, which is in the quantum realm. Uh, Kang has Modok on his side as his second-in-command, who looks very comic-accurate, but has a different history. This Modok is Corey Stahl's character from Ant-Man 1, Darren Cross, Pym's psychopath protege, who wanted to replicate his work. He didn't die when he entered the Quantum Realm. That was already confirmed by director Peyton Reed back in 2015. He got disfigured and ended up looking like Modok. He has his personal agenda and wants to take revenge from the Pims and Scott, so he betrays Kang, joins the heroes, and helps defeat Kang. Uh, the heroes have an army by their side, raised by Krylar, but that army fails, so the Ant family summons an army of ants to help them in the fight. After Kang is defeated, Modok betrays the heroes as well and traps them all in in the quantum realm while he goes free and that's the end of the film that sounds terrible yeah i don't buy any of it especially with how much confirmation we've gotten that the kang in the movie is kang the conqueror like if if that's true that it's this other version of kang i imagine we're going to see him taken out by the conqueror my time i don't really buy any of that i don't like it if it is true i don't like it my time to shine uh, hello also said that he heard that Kang is underused in this film and only has a bit bigger role than Thanos in Guardians of the Galaxy, with Modok essentially being an equally main villain of the film. There were some Oof. very old rumors saying that the film would be a young Avengers film, and some new rumors say that film the film went through three scripts uh, scripts, one with Modok, one with Kang, and one with the Young Avengers, but they ended up merging the first two and there would be a Young Avengers tease at the end of the film. I don't like any of this. Yeah, the Young Avengers tease makes sense, though, with the audio that we've heard about the stuff that Cassie's saying to uh, her father. Like, she's obviously wanting to go help and make a difference. So I could see the lead in happening. 
is 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 one of those ver like I heard a rumor that Scott Pym is injured. Scott Scott Lang is injured at the end of the movie. Like he can't be Ant Man anymore. Is that one of the? Was that part of any of the ones that you just saw? Let me see here. I'll kind of scroll down. No, I, I heard I, specifically. I heard he he was in a wheelchair. Like he lost his, the use of his legs. But I'm not seeing that in any of the compiled yeah. leaks here. So it does sound a little. I weird. That, yeah, I read that rumor too. I read that it was happening to Michael Douglas's character. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, this is a compilation. I guess they whoever the leaker of that was was not one of these. So I'm not seeing it here. Yeah, and it's it's like so when they're in the quantum realm, is Ant Man's powers just like any like because he's already tiny. That's why he's in the quantum realm. Is he just making himself more tiny and less tiny? Like so, he still has the same powers right there. <laughs> You know it's what I mean? Good, it's a very good question. <laughs> it's a good question, Greg. I don't know. Is he getting like ants from the regular world, and now they're like super giant ants? It's a lot of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I was going to make up Ant Man spoilers, the first one I would do is that he calls an army of ants to help him out. I mean, well, that's like a, yeah. a no-brainer spoiler. Why wouldn't? Why didn't they think of that earlier? You know. Yeah. I mean, they did. Didn't they do that in the first Ant-Man? They did. That's why it's kind of like your first move should be the army of ants, you know? Yeah, yeah I don't like any of this. Yeah. Um, Wakanda, uh, Wakanda Forever stuff. We already talked about uh, Wakanda Forever leaks at the end of our Black Panther trailer discussion, it- so we'll keep that there. Yes. I just wanted to mention they they released uh, a few hours ago the Marvel Legends figures for Wakanda Forever, and there is um, Lupita Nyong'o's character in like a diving suit with a helmet and everything, and it made me wonder if she, because you know she's like a spy, does she go to rescue Shuri, who's been you know you had some of the captured theories? Yeah, yeah. Like why else would she be wearing a diving suit? You know, maybe it's a hobby of hers. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say the same thing. Maybe she goes on a holiday. She's snorkeling. Yeah, she's like you know, the ocean's beautiful here in Bora Bora. Let's go diving. <laughs> it's better than the Ant Man theories. Oh God, the, I, that <laughs> that Quantum Mania leak is sounds terrible. Oh, it sounds awful. That's a really worst case scenario. Then the stuff about only seeing as much, a, a little bit more of Kang than we see of Thanos in Guardians of the Galaxy one, gross. I don't believe that for a second. It's called we see Thanos yeah. for like two minutes at most. I yeah, know. No way. Yeah. We've already seen Kang more in the trailer that leaked than we do Thanos in Guardians of the Galaxy. It's terrible. Um, oh, the Marvels. Here's some of the. Uh, Rumors surrounding uh, the plot of the Marvels. There's going to be a scene of a spaceship under attack, in trouble. Humans are on board, potentially scrolls too, and everyone is panicking. Not sure if they were already on the loose or if they break free, but there are loads of flurkin kittens running about, and they start eating people, which scares them even more. Then they start to realize the kittens are saving people by eating them and transporting them to safety somehow. 
That's interesting. Uh, that'll be, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's fine. That's actually fun, yeah. Um, Great Phase uh, 15 on Twitter uh, talked about uh, the plot of the Marvels saying that the Kree want Kamala's bangle. So, I don't know. Maybe when... I don't... The, the Kree want Kamala's bangle. That's interesting. Yeah, that kind of ties into comic lore, because the Kree have always been involved with, like, the Nega bands and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting, man. I wonder... Hmm. I wonder how they... Do they do the Kree sense her bangle once she's transported into whatever dimension or negative zone or whatever she's in? Yeah, that's a good point. How do they find out about it in the first place? We just lost Greg. Well, we know that, you know, we talked about, uh, I'll hold on to this thought and we'll get Greg back. And I think I, we're back with the Greg, and I think I did lose my train of thought, honestly, about what I was going to. You were asking about the Cree and the, the Nega, is it a Nega band, you know? And her bangle. Uh, oh, just like in, uh, you know, like in Shang-Chi when the, when the rings start to uh, give off a beacon, I wonder if. Like when Kamala is, tr- you know, uh, transported to like the negative zone or whatever dimension she goes to uh, out there in space, I wonder if it starts to give off like a beacon, like a similar thing, if you know, and and it alerts the Kree. Yeah, well, he- there's also some weird comic lore too that could work its way because like the Kree have a connection to the Inhumans, and I realize that Kamala is not an Inhuman; she's a mutant, you know. But are they going to basically make mutants and inhumans the same thing in the MCU? Where, like, maybe the Kree have some connection to whatever genetic experiments led to mutants? Yeah, that could be the case. Yeah. maybe, And we'll that's f- why it's both a Kree artifact and it activated her mutant gene somehow, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I could see that happening. Um... Oh, my time to shine hello, and this has been kind of backed up by other leakers. Um, my time to shine hello says, yes, it's true. The Marvels is a musical in parts, to which I groaned, and I'm sure Jake loves this. Yeah, I mean, we know Brie Larson can sing, man. Her song in Scott Pilgrim is the best song in the whole movie. Oh, Jesus. Give that her a mic. Was- yeah, that's the rumor, by the way, I referenced earlier when I was like, I read it and I was like, oh, God, no. I know. I figured. God damn. I, this makes me question our friendship, Jake. I, I'm no, sorry. I'm sorry. It's terrible. I don't know. I don't No one wants to see this. <laughs> I think there, for the most part, I felt like it was a collective groan on the Internet when we read that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm more excited of the idea of Joker 2 being a musical than I am about the Marvels being a musical. That's for sure. But I'm not against any of it. Oh, I am. I'm 100% against this. I think it's terrible. Um, I, I'm just not a musical guy in, in movies. Um, there is also, what is it? Uh, Marvel Updates uh, tweeted, uh, Park Sia Jun will play No Var in the Marvels. And uh, uh, another uh, leaker here, uh, Can We Get Toast, on Twitter says, uh, he plays the ruler of the musical planet that the recent leaks have been talking about. 
makes sense why they got a Korean actor who can sing to play it. And so, a musical planet. <laughs> How does that work? Like, you can only, like, speak in song while you're on this planet? I hate everything. That's going to suck. If it's, if it's more than, like, two minutes, I'm fucking out. I hate everything about what I'm reading. <laughs> Oh God! Way, Just... I texted you about this because there are people on Reddit that are convinced that my time to shine hello famous leaker is Iman Vellani. Right. Which yeah. is oh wow! No, yes. <laughs> I, I I've read some other tweets from my time to shine hello where she's basically reaching out to other people like, hey, does anybody know where I can get any? Um. Uh, good, what was it? Uh, DC leaks or something, or Star Wars leaks. She was asking about other leaks that she could get access to. I don't think that. I don't think that. I don't think it's her. There's no way, but it's a yeah. hysterical theory. It is. No, I don't think it's her it's either. But it's a super funny theory. Shirt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Musical planet. This is. This makes me. All this makes me sick. And it just. It, honestly, it just feels like to me that like. Maybe even Brie Larson came to them with this idea, and they're like, "Yeah, we can work that in." There's, there's a musical planet angle. Oh my god, just catering to people's stupid bullshit. This is this sounds fucking terrible. What if we have Gore talk to kids? <laughs> oh my god, Jesus Christ! I, I you know I'm glad they're just saying it's going to be in parts because if like a majority of the movie was on this musical planet and we're getting song and dance numbers I'm oh my god someone kill me echo rumors I, I don't know what to say this sounds I know you fucking love it it's fucking it's fucking terrible I know it's heaven for you Jesus Christ it, it makes More me comic book musicals now. Oh my god! They're gonna have the dude from Hamilton write all the songs. You're, oh, I figured they'd get the Lopez's to do it after the Wandavision <laughs> stuff. Oh god, I none of that crossed my fucking mind. I just wanted to fucking wipe this from existence, and I hope it's not true. But it's gonna be true, <laughs> and it's fucking terrible. Ugh, Echo series. Uh, they say Charlie Cox only filmed for a few days. One of the villains of the show is described as a hunter-like character that's wild and crazy and will force Echo out of wherever she is at at the start of the series. Wow, huge reveals there. Um, Wild and crazy. (laughs) Uh, Fantastic Four. Oh, go ahead. I said Steve Martin. Sorry. Thank you, Greg. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I got to go, too. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no shit. Dropping like, <laughs> dropping like fucking flies. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm staying. I'm I'm fucking turning everybody off to this episode, Jake. I don't think the episode is going well. We're losing. We're losing no, guests. And oh no, no, that was a solid joke by Greg. I you were <laughs> I know, but now the realization is coming through. That what I've no. no that what I've put together for everybody is boring as fuck. No, it's not. This is fascinating. No, it's not, Greg. It's like that party that you fucking show up to, and then you realize it fucking sucks, and so you it's try to leave, and then 
finally no and then when we go to break it's like oh fuck now i've got my out okay no i've got to go and greg i don't know why the fuck you're sticking around yeah this is that lame ass party that everybody wants to leave welcome to episode 432 (laughs) i don't know i think tristan and june were like dc stands or something and they just wanted the fuck out I blame myself. It's all me. Jesus Christ. <sighs> Fantastic Four rumors. They're looking for actors in their late 20s to mid-30s for the main cast. Uh, and no actor has currently signed on for the movie. Not a lot there. Ironheart. Alden Ehrenreich's playing Zeke Stain, Ob- Obadiah Stane's kid. Mm, that's cool. I like Elder Reich. I'm glad he's getting another chance to work with Disney. You didn't hear about the... I mean, it was confirmed that he was coming to the series. That that was, like, news that came out maybe a week, week and a half ago. What we didn't know is who he was playing. So now they're saying that Ze- he's going to be playing Zeke Stain, Obadiah Stain's kid. I... I don't know about... I don't know about... I just... It's fine. It's fine, I suppose. It's... It's... There's... It's fine. Everybody's just related and got a kid. So, I mean, you know, it's interesting because Obadiah Stane was working with, you know, Tony's father, Howard, and, you know, they were, they worked together and, you know, then Tony, I mean. Yeah, maybe he resents his dad because his dad treated Tony like more of a son than he treated him and then how all that turned out. It could be an interesting character. Yeah. Werewolf by Night, Harriet Sampson Harris plays a Transylvanian cult leader. Uh, Jack Russell and others hunt Man-Thing so that they can get something called the Bloodstone, uh, called the Blood Gem from the comics. That's interesting because the Infinity Stones were gems in the comics as well. Now we're calling it a Bloodstone, and it was a Blood Gem in the comics. Uh, The hunt takes place in the enormous Gothic manner of Ulysses' Bloodstone, some corpses will be reanimated, and they give instructions on the hunt. There are two versions of the special, one in black and white and one in color. They intend to release it in black and white. Um, Eternals 2 rumors. Eternals 2 is on track. There were many production issues on Eternals that made it harder, a harder task than the average Marvel movie. A lot of folks inside Marvel Studios don't want to go through that again. Expect uh, director Chloe Zhao to either be heavily restricted or, more likely, not return at all for the sequel. My guess is the the, latter. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what were the things that got in the way other than incredibly bad decision making? The pandemic. Oh, okay. I'll give him that one. Is the pandemic why they filmed a tasteless sex scene on a beach? Did that cause? Is that because of COVID? They did that. Yeah, yeah, it makes, it makes one wonder, doesn't it, Greg? <laughs> <laughs> that's not like an excuse to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're all going through this together. It's the new normal. Let's watch uh, an awkward sex scene on the beach here. But I, I don't know. <laughs> Is that why Arishim sounded like a 50s robot? They, because, because of COVID? Yeah. You <laughs> can't blame everything on the pandemic. It's no. Some of it was just you, stupid. You choices. are actually Andrew. Uh, uh, excuse me. Uh, was uh, that General Grievous? No, that was my. That was Arishim with COVID. Oh, so okay. Poor taste. Uh, a bunch of casting rumors here. Uh, Eldon Henson, uh, who played Foggy, 
has signed with Marvel Studios. Deborah Ann Wall, who played Karen, should also be back, but no confirmation on her already having signed with Marvel. That uh, you know, ties in with the Daredevil series, of course. Chloe Bennett, who played Quake, has signed with Marvel Studios. And, uh, oh yeah, here's just some bonus shit that they threw out here at the end. Gary Oldman was a top pick to play Arthur Harrow in Moon Knight before Oscar Isaac brought in Ethan Hawke. And uh, also, Hawkeye isn't listed as a limited series inside Marvel Studios, so teasing Hawkeye Season 2. That's all I got for the rumors, guys, but I just wanted to get some of those out of the way. But my God, I, I feel horrible that I brought up the Ant-Man Quantumania plot shit, and then I hate the fact that the Marvels is going to be part musical. God damn. <laughs> uh, uh, I wonder how forthcoming they're going to be with that. Like, are we going to see that in, in a trailer, or, or is it going to be something that they're going to hide? Oh, why hide it? We all I can't wait. We all can't wait to see it singing and dancing. I, I mean, yeah. yeah. Musical Planet, maybe Musical Planet. I hope it. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it looks like a. I hope the Musical Planet, you know, looks like musical notes and there's piano keys of made of ebony and ivory on it. And oh my god, this is so terrible. I will not back down from that stance, and I know Jake is not going to back down from his. We were just like, we are at an impasse, sir. Oh, my God. I think I think it's more likely that I see it and hate it than you see it and love it. <laughs> I think you're That's 100%. There's no way I'm walking out of the Marvels and being like, oh, my God, guys. They, they turned me. I loved it. <laughs> Complete 180. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, is, is there something there that I like? Because I think it was it was you, Brian, who said, you know, Brie Larson is a singer and maybe that's what she wanted. We heard all these rumors about Christian Bale being comfortable doing gore only if he looked a certain way. Like, is this a problem now that the MCU is enlisting these top flight actors that they call the shots more than they should? Well, I mean, I, mean, it, I, I uh, love Ethan Hawke, but it, that's that's a problem when your main star is kind of making casting decisions. Well, you know? true. And here's the thing. Like, I think this all kind of shifted once we got to Iron Man 3 and Robert Downey Jr. had a heavy hand in a lot of things that happened in that movie, like down yeah. to the way the suit looked. He's like, yes, yeah, so this is the suit that I wanted. Like, and that was my down least. Down to who directed the movie. Yeah. So... Yeah, because I think I'd rather have B-listers who just shut the fuck up and do their job. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that too, man. I like that too. Then we don't have to watch fucking Songbird Brie Larson in this fucking movie. Yeah, the problem is with the MCU though is it creates B-listers into A-listers. You know, right? Mm-hmm. So by the second movie or the third movie, and they're like, you know, I'm going to do a silent film. They're like, fuck, we're Hemsworth, doing a silent film. Hemsworth is a producer on the latest Thor movie. Yeah, every one of his goddamn kids and his wife are in the fucking thing. But that's, that's the fell. thing. Like, Chris Evans wasn't like, oh, for Captain America 3, I don't want to use a shield. I'm going to use a fucking Frisbee because I like Frisbee. <laughs> the shit just didn't. The guy fucking did his job. Do you know what I mean? I get it, man. Yeah, you're giving too much creative control to the actors, and I think, like, you know, we're getting some stupid shit from that. Like, what kind of shit is Tom Holland going to pull for the next Spider-Man movie? 
you know? <laughs> I will find He's out. He's going to recreate his Rihanna umbrella dance for the next Spider-Man movie. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. We'll find out when he spills the beans on it. Exactly. He'll tell us about <laughs> six months before yeah. the movie comes out. Yeah. Uh. That's all we got, guys. I think it was uh, overall for me. I thought it was a fantastic San Diego Comic Con, though. I mean, back to San Diego Comic Con. I thought it was fantastic. So, yeah, what the fuck? I couldn't believe it. I actually saw Nope while this was happening, and when I walked out of the theater, I was just like, "You got to be shitting me!" <laughs> like the first thing I saw was the roadmap and the Guardians clip, and I'm just like, "Oh my god, this is so much!" I couldn't keep up with it. <laughs> I couldn't keep up with it. You know, it's like I had fucking different. You know, pages pulled up. I had like a YouTube fucking uh, live, you know, like a a, not a live feed into the con, but like people reacting to the news that was coming out as it was coming out. And, you know, it was it was a lot, man. I was I was on a on a page that was like constantly like refreshing with like new updates and stuff like that. And so, yeah, it's crazy, man. And then trying to pull all this stuff together, you know, in a day. And because like every outlet, you know, they pick up different pieces from like what they saw and trying to put it all together is also challenging. I was I honestly was just expecting that we were going to get like stuff from that, that we knew wrapped filming, you know, Um yeah, like I said, right before it happened, I'd really settled into we're just going to get a few things and save the the big daddy for disney conference yeah, was, yeah i did not think that we were going to go clear out to phase six <laughs> but yeah, it does no. make you wonder what's coming in september because you know they're not gonna they're, they're gonna have their bigger reveals in their own show you know what i mean yeah so like what what, what are they going to share in september if this was the appetizer i mean it's crazy to think about yeah I, fantastic yeah. forecasting director x-men knowledge and deadpool i think there's still a lot on the table yeah well and then there was also you know like the the trademarks that they filed for that we talked about earlier shang chi and the wreckage of time mm-hmm. nomad celestials end of time avengers eternity wars black knight origins midnight suns uh blade trailer um yeah armor wars uh, yeah, and just seeing footage from all of these things, like at at San Diego Comic Con, it was just these people showing the footage. I think the Disney thing was going to be everyone seeing footage. Yeah, of course we're not going to get any like footage from Shang Chi and the Wreckage of Time. Probably just like the announcement, and some of this stuff will just be announcements. But just hearing these announcements is going to be exciting if they do happen. So, well, I I really felt like going into this that. We weren't going to get everything. I felt like, you know, they were doing San Diego Comic-Con a solid. This is the first San Diego Comic-Con in person since ever, since 2019. And they were just doing San Diego Comic-Con a solid. We're going to get Black Panther. We're going to get the stuff we know about. Because I felt like San Diego Comic-Con needed Marvel more than Marvel needed San Diego Comic-Con. And I still think that's the case. But I still, but I, man, I really feel like Kevin stepped up and gave San Diego Comic Con a fucking a boost, an injection of like why it's still important to go to that convention. So I wonder if a little bit of it was damage control as well. Like maybe they didn't have as much planned, and I think they're kind of feeling the vibe of the room and knowing that a lot of people are a little bit down on the current direction. And maybe that, like, changed their mind about how much they were going to announce. 
it, yeah, it is interesting that like they didn't call the Infinity Saga the Infinity Saga until it was over. And like we're just in the middle of this thing and they're like, hey, we're in the multiverse saga, everybody, just so we're clear, you know? Maybe if like I don't know, Jake, maybe you're right I don't know. I I mean, maybe they see like the B plus cinema scores and like the lower what, what did what did uh didn't Thor get a C? Yeah. I mean maybe they saw those cinema scores and they're like let's get let's get people hype. Let's you know, yeah, hyped we, we gotta get shit. people people are waning. We gotta get them jacked up again. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's change our minds on what we were gonna do. Because, I mean really it didn't like it didn't take that much planning to change their minds. It's not like they showed footage, they just put names on a roadmap, you know. But that's enough to get people speculating and excited again and not thinking about how much they didn't enjoy the last Thor movie, but thinking about, oh, shit, there's two Avengers movies coming in two years. Yeah. 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 That's true. Wow. I mean, what's left for D23? <laughs> I, so, I think a lot of footage. I mean, I, I think that's going to – even if it's footage of stuff that's already announced, it's still footage and going to blow people's minds. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there is also the question that was addressed earlier, which is, do we know, like, do we get the X-Men as a result of Secret Wars, or do we know heading into it? Because at some point, that's, like, we've got to get some announcements as to what the direction is there, too. Yeah. I'm pretty confident that we're going to know going into it. Yeah. And and is that a slow burn, you know, where we're introduced to characters here and there before we have a movie called either X-Men or the Mutants or whatever they want to call it, you know? Uh, I mean that that's a great question I, I honestly I don't know are we going to see any of these characters pop up in you know post credit scenes I mean could we get could we see like Wolverine's claws in one of these post I don't know it's it's I mean we've we've so far we've only got Ms. Marvel you know uh, and I guess 838 Xavier that is anything mutant related um I keep feeling like, yes, one of the movies they're going to announce going into in phase six is going to be an X-Men title. I I really feel we're getting an X-Men title announced in phase six, man. I would hate to be wrong here. I I think it's the time, though. I think phase six, we're going to get that X-Men title and then they're going to be a part of Secret Wars. I just can't not see them not being a part of Secret Wars. I I agree with that 100 percent and that they wouldn't. They would distract away from those two Avengers movies at San Diego Comic-Con if they also put X-Men up on that board. Like, you don't want people talking about too much at the same time. Yeah. Like, you want to let that kind of marinate a bit. I would, and then... I would also um, anticipate and hope, I'm hoping, and I, I think there's a good chance of this happening, that by the time we get to D23, that contracts have been signed and they're going to bring out our new Fantastic Four on stage. Yeah, I could totally see that. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping that that is going to happen. Greg, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Really appreciate it, man. It's kind of like last, last minute for you, dude, you know, but I really appreciate you joining us on this one. I appreciate it, and I feel awful that I left the episode inadvertently not once, but twice. So I'm sorry about that. <laughs> it's fine. All is forgiven, Greg. We, we kind of expect it with you that there's going to be hiccups <laughs> in every episode that you're in. 
But, you know, it's kind of like, I think we kind of a lot for time when it comes to that shit, don't we, Jake? We've actually got that baked into like our, our outline of like how the episode will go. We, we expect at least two hiccups from Greg every Honestly, episode. Honestly, if Greg didn't have at least one issue, I think I might be disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> true. But yeah, Greg, where can people find you, man? I have a YouTube channel called Amazing Home Projects with Handy Greg. Check it out. Like and subscribe. It's really fucking funny and it's awesome. So check it out. Handy Greg. Uh, Amazing Home Projects with Handy Greg. Check it out. And I want to thank all of our listeners for joining us on this one. We will be back next week for a regular episode. The week after, we will not have a new proper episode, but I, I do have a bonus episode loaded up, ready to drop. Uh, the first weekend in August, uh, Jake and myself and a bunch of other people are going to be at C2E2. So we will not be recording that first weekend in August, but I do have an episode, a bonus episode loaded up and ready to drop Jake. Isn't that crazy? It's, it's, it's ready. It's, it's just sitting as a draft and it's six o'clock AM central standard time. Boom, that episode is going to be ready for people on that Saturday. That's fucking, that's fucking awesome. On that Sunday, excuse me. So, yeah. You'll Hell get a, yeah, we'll be on vacation. Yeah, exactly. We're going to be on vacation. We're going to be at C2E2. The following after, week after that, we definitely will have. I'm, I'm going to have to put out some kind of like bonus C2E2 episode where we talk about that there. Otherwise, Jake, we won't get press passes in the future. It's part of the deal. So, um, all right, guys. Uh, Jake, until next yeah. week, we're Put a putting lid a lid off. on it. Yes, thank you. Not, not bad. It was not great, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> you really rushed to get it out there. I have to keep up with you at the end. You're, like, ready to finish that off. <laughs> I refuse to pause ever again. Well, it, well, yeah, I, wish, I just wish we could kind of say it, you know, it, it, together, uh, you know, in tandem. Yeah. Okay, I'll work on it. Yeah. All right. See ya. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a T-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless. But I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts Talking about pop culture and all that Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat But it's all been done before and we don't want to be a copycat We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap! Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, hate it, erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said, leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture leftovers. Podcasts that are original and good. Have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft. And we're the shaft, the crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it,
Masculinity. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't embrace it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over. Counterculture push over. Pop culture. Leftover. And with the uncool kids. What's to say's already been said. Leftover. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't embrace it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carryover. Counterculture pushovers. Pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers. sure the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers.